So, as you know, Tajiri throws some of the most devastating kicks in the world. Yeah. And he said that he's more than happy to show you how it's done, right, okay. Tajiri? Mm. Mm. Well, actually, under one condition, mm. and that is if you sign a copy of his Playboy. Don't worry, dear. He only reads the articles. Okay. <laughs> now, Christy. Okay. You know what it feels like to get kicked by Trish, right? So you know the power that she throws. Now, right. Tajiri's going to throw some kicks, so you've got to watch how he okay. throws them, the power, and how I defend them. Okay? It's very it. important. Okay. Right. Okay, Tajiri, let's go. Now, you see the power? Wow. Push yeah. it off his back leg. All right. All right. Come on, again. Come on, again. Yeah, I was uh, thinking about the film Vanilla Sky. God. Uh, mm-hmm. I was thinking about like because I brought this up in the last episode is that I I I jokingly mentioned the Large Hadron Collider and the alternate reality and the Mandela effect or whatever. <laughs> Obviously, that's all very funny stuff. Um, but I was I was thinking what I think what I'm experiencing now with my like slightly detached perception of reality is like what Tom Cruise is going through after his accident. Um, so I'm expecting just to, like get in an elevator and go up to the top floor. And then I don't know, P- Penelope Cruz is there or something. I forget how that movie ends. Is, did you uh, ever? Did you ever see the uh, original like Spanish language version? No, op- uh, abre los ojos, open your eyes. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. I never did. I, 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 that guy's had an interesting career though, Emmanuel Bar. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like the others a lot, um, but no, I feel like. I, so does that movie do it better? Who's who's that guy that? Uh, he's he's a good actor. The the. Open your eyes, guy. And oh, I, I, I can't remember off of the top of my head. Um, he's very good. He's very good. Yeah, no, th- that movie is fantastic. I've never seen Vanilla Sky because my family showed me Open Your Eyes, and then it was like, yeah, we tried watching Vanilla Sky, and we couldn't get through Cameron Diaz going, "You're ever sick about dying." And there's so an incredible like, line from Cameron Diaz. Um, where she's like, why can't you be honest with me? I've swallowed your cum. Like that's a line yes. that Cameron Crowe wrote and put in his, it put in the, on, on the very big lips of, uh, not big lips, big mouth of, of Cameron. Yeah. It's very Speaking of a big mouth, uh, the Julia Roberts line in closer, uh, your cum is, it's like where she goes like, she oh, the Clive Owen. Yeah. It, it's come sweeter. Or whatever. Oh, God, that's not that what she says. Some... That's that's it, not what she says. No, it's it, 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 it is. her and her and uh, her and Clive Owen do talk about. Uh, I guess Jude Law's uh, 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 nut, right? Is that the one? <laughs> yes, they do. And how Jude Law has better taste in cum than Clive, than old Clive Warren. Clive Warren, yeah. Clive Warren and Rebecca De Mornay, yes. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Wrestling Is Gross. Uh, my name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. And, and uh, yeah, I'm Misha. There's Misha. Uh, so Misha's on some bad microphone right now, but it's going to be good because it's, I don't know, after listening for a couple of minutes, I feel like we're going to, I'll clean it up. It's going to sound even worse when I actually render it, but I'll clean it up. Misha. I mean, 
the jo- the Josh Bishop episode. As long as it's better <laughs> than the first part of the Josh Bishop episode. I've, I haven't listened to. I've I've not listened back to that. It, I don't remember quite how bad that is. Um, welcome, Misha, longtime friends, uh, current current uh, flatmate. Right? <laughs> That's what you guys say up there. Boy, I mean, yeah, some white um, nonsense. Uh, living in the low. <laughs> yeah, I uh so I I know that it was always the plan to get you on for something. Um I wasn't sure. I I don't so we're not you and I aren't like super super close friends or whatever. I I I know you. We've talked, we've DM'd and whatever. But I I don't really know besides your love for like AIW um which is shared among many of us. I don't I I I couldn't have like pegged you for where you like who were your like your favorites? Who were your guys? Who are you guys? Um, yeah, who are you guys? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I, we got yeah, a cat in the studio. All the feral cats, the pissing, the pissing, all the skeeting all over the walls. Yeah, let's start the show. Um, the, uh, the, the, the subject that Siobhan sort of presented as, uh, this is what, this is what Misha's like. This is what she's about. It's Tajiri. It's Tajiri's okay. giving, except it didn't work out that way. And also it was his 50th birthday, but that doesn't matter. It's Tajiri. Tell me it's about Tajiri. Tell me about Tajiri. Tell me about, why Tajiri is the is the guy that Siobhan was like? Yeah, this is this is the episode. We're we're bringing her in for Tajiri. Well, so like I have like three periods of watching uh, wrestling in my life. The third is the one I'm in right now, where it's like third wave. Um, well, the third I'm in right now is because uh, I was friends with a mutual friend of the podcast, Sally uh, at Hot Jughead, and at one point she posted a video of. Ole Anderson ranting about how much he hated everyone else in the wrestling industry, how Vince McMahon is a moron, Hulk Hogan couldn't work, how Ric Flair is the absolute shit, all that shit. And it's like, just watching somebody be so adamantly against the course of history was like, I want to, I want to, I want to get into this. What is all this stuff? But so the first time I would have watched would have been like in, I guess, 94 or 95 when they had it on uh, Saturday afternoons on Fox with uh, Action Zone, I think. Sure, and so I love that syndicated was, shit. I, I watched. I was like a superstars, and you know, even like early. I was. I'm, I think I'm a little bit older than you, um, but like like watching um, the Wrestling Challenge or whatever on Saturday mornings on USA, which isn't technically yeah. syndicated, but it's you know similar similar vibe between those shows. I love Action Zone. Yeah, so I have like vague vestigial memories of like. Uh, you know, Taker, um, Sean, Razor, not Brett inexplicably. For whatever reason, I just have had no memories of Bret Hart as a child. He's not and for then, kids. He's for grown-ups. You have to, you, once you turn 25, then you finally understand how good Bret Hart is after years of like being like overrated. And then you realize, oh, he's just a stupid guy who gets his dick wet constantly and f- uh, fucks, fucks women in the sharpshooter position. He's so. a lot like, he's a lot like Steely Dan or. No, God damn it. No, fuck you. <laughs> I was actually, no, I, I, I was trying to remember what my friend Craig always says is that the adult, it's like when you turn, when you become an adult, you realize uh, that Alice in Chains is actually the best band ever. And I should have gone to Faust of Chains, but I just could not remember what it was. And that well, yeah, is like, he's an Alice in Chains. You're like, no, this guy. The, yeah, this guy was right about this guy. The yeah. old thing that like cool. like guys like my um, like my my brother-in-law would all like the fiscally uh, conservative guy, but socially, you know, whatever the fuck. Um, they they would say that like when you turn thirty five you become a conservative. It's like because that's when you get your fucking blank check and your big fucking house like that exists anymore. 
Yeah, that would have been a, a fair analogy. I don't know. Bret Hart is uh, Bret Hart is a guy that I remember from being a kid just because they put the glasses on the kids. I remember that. Like vividly. Well, it's just, he was never on any episodes. I literally oh. never saw him is the thing. Like, I have more memories of the first Goldust match because that made it on one of those episodes. Sure. Bret Hart was never on TV. So it's like years later when I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, people are like, Bret Hart was the champ. You know, you had like Ultimate Warrior. I'm like, who are these guys? Like, are they real? Like um, <laughs> Mythical beings that don't appear on, on this TV show. Um, um, Warrior wasn't real because he died. And then they replaced him with Kerry Von Erich, but then Kerry also died. And then there was a third Jim Hellwig. Right. I don't know who that was. Uh, it wasn't the Renegade because he also died. Yes. They, all, they all died. That is a rough time those guys had. <laughs> Real Ultimate right. Warrior being the Duncan Idaho of wrestling is yes. really funny. All right, cool. I never finished that book. Um, but I'm going to watch that movie because I like the way that, that big old fucking uh, butthole comes out of the ground. I think that's erotic. Um, so how do you get from – that's your first wave. When uh, do you, when okay, do you... so – uh, when I turned about uh, 12, my family left New York and my mom uh, moved back with her family in New Jersey. And that's when I started my two tours of New Jersey in my adolescence. Sure. Uh, the, the, yeah, the I Jersey had, War. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, no. Two uh, tours. You know, freaking, you had to, you, you had to, uh, you know, like perform some uh, war crimes. Uh, I apparently, my cousins and my aunt lived in the same town that Joey Janela grew up in. So knowing he's <laughs> like the dirt bomb kids who used to steal my video games and pass them all over like the sort of like town of the towns of Keyport and Hazlitt, it's like this motherfucker probably has my copy of Jeff Jam Vendetta. So now I have more reason to want to kick his ass. And it's fucking, <laughs> it doesn't hey, work. Do it. I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just Joey Janela, the fat guy, the fat boy. It's, it's, I'm, you know, I'm just out here trying. I want to wrestle Marty. I want to. Everybody says you want to wrestle Marty. I just want to wrestle Marty. He's so cool. He's so cool. I don't know. I I, I think you got to look at you look at a kingdom like like that that region of of New Jersey. Think of it as like a a feudal land, and like the Crusader Kings three character that ends up being the heirs Joey Janela, and then you prosper. And that's what we have now is a, a, a promotional war built on the built on the ashes of Joey Janela. Ashes of Joey Janela. That's right. So you and yet Devin what? Moore can't get booked by either of them. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll get there. I've, well, I've managed to see a few of his final bookings. So you know, <laughs> shout out. He's gonna live forever. He'll make it back. He's gonna get signed. Yeah. Um, but, um, to answer your question, so my um, step grandfather is like a former carny and also like used to like casually work in the wrestling business. Like he actually drove Bruiser Brody around between shows and shit like that. Okay. Uh, like, and unfortunately we never got close, uh, which I wish I'd done it now that I have all this bullshit wrestling trivia to share with him. But um, so like he was watching like WWF religiously. And so he would come home from his work. He worked, um, doing, I think, food deliveries for schools in the area, like the frozen meals and stuff like that. And then every day he'd be there for me and my sisters to watch me as we got back home from school. And he would always have either Raw or SmackDown whenever it was taped on to watch later. And I would be doing my homework or whatever. And I'd be like looking up, it's like, oh, shit, like fucking uh, The Rock just got hit by a fucking a semi truck. Oh wow! Like, <laughs> who's this Randy Orton guy? I literally watched Randy Orton's debut, and I'm like, 
who the fuck is this guy? And wow. then years later, yeah. oh, he's still real. Oh, that's cool. But yeah. the one guy who I really seized on, of course, uh, was Tajiri because it's just this incredibly cool, like, dude from Japan. Bushido and, Warrior. And he's, like, got the, the Bruce Lee pants, and he's, like, ruggedly handsome. But he's sure. also he's either good or evil, and he's just kicking motherfuckers in the head for real in real life. So it's just one of those things where you're just like, oh, man, this this guy fucking rules. And then it's like you get older, and it's like all these things from your childhood were like, oh, man, it turns out, like, yeah. Undertaker's not so good. Not it so good. Out, Da, da, da. And meanwhile, Tajiri's still good. Even Tajiri. better, even better. Fine wine, truly. Yeah. So, so you're you're saying that your your grandfather? Me, I have to say, meet me in traffic, Joe Lanza. Yeah, of course. Um, always. You know, we're just standing out there in the road waiting for him to come out. Uh, and the Dropkick Murphy song is playing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. He's that's the wrong nationality, but for some reason, it makes sense in my brain. <laughs> um, the the idea that your grandfather, step grandfather, whatever. Um, was so he's watching wrestling on TV independent of like of anybody else. He taped it for himself, right? And yeah. you just happened to see it. You'd see The Rock and you'd see The Big Show. And what, but what you saw most of all was Tajiri, um, which I, I'm fascinating. You, you describe him as like a ruggedly handsome, and he is a true, he's a short king for sure, but like he's like he is, uh, like weirdly like fucking like movie star good looks he's just not tall enough to be like a movie star he's a very uh very hot man i feel like nobody ever talks about tajiri hot so i feel like he could have been like a silent movie star i mean that was also the energy he projects especially in his old age like him like doing these weird fire drill spots with like uh his like gianni valetta's fucking chain Sure. Kendo stick leading him and leading around like Kai and Koji Iwamoto, all these like goofballs in all Japan and doing and like finding ways to like ever like just continuously expand on missed spots, which is like, yeah, just like, yeah. And it's just like he doesn't like doing his like because he's very reverent of uh, Lucha Libre and all of that. So he's like, yeah, my Lucha mat work, you know. Gonna slip that in, and he's still—he's just beautiful shit. Um, and yeah. really, and like he's such a fun performer. Th- this ended up being uh, truncated because, goddamn, there's so many good Tajiri matches. But this is mostly going to be his early career up through. I'm gonna um, say early career. We're mostly covering his quote-unquote prime, which most yes. people in America would know as ECW run, early WWE, like 2003 WWE. I do want to say I like the silent film. Shout out, uh, Sesue, yeah. Sesue Hayakawa, um, like very much that kind of guy. Um, no, all right. So, f- 1999, 2000, he works ECW, and then we'll get into it a little more. But is he? He's a direct transplant from during the Invasion era. Does he come over in ECW Invasion in in 01? Not exactly, but it's like he he debuts in like. April or May of 2001. Okay, so but he's but he's 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 uh, factioned up with with Heyman and and Stephanie and shit, right? Yeah, and then he ends up turning face because the, of the program with X Pac, who was just obviously in the oh yeah year of his of his uh, career. Yeah, uh, even though he was still a completely good wrestler, because it's just Sean Waltman and people. 
people are haters. Triple H was sabotaging him because he knew he was a better DX member. There's all of this stuff. Sure. I he actually was sabotaging Albert, who's better uh, Killer Kowalski trainee, and <laughs> uh, Justin Credible, who's better at stocking the shelves at Target. I, I don't <laughs> He's so good at it. Employee of the Month, for sure. Um, what's his name? Uh, Kip or, or PJ? PJ. Yeah, PJ Polanco. PJ Polanco. Kip is a different guy. Um, That's not Billy Gunn. Yeah, 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 a much larger uh, guy who's very good at stocking shelves. Um, no, so Tajiri is a guy that I've always also been fascinated with. When I was a kid, seeing those ECW tapes or I, I, tapes, DVDs. I guess we were probably getting DVDs by then. You'd get them at the Suncoast Video or whatever. Sam Goody in the mall and uh, Walden Books. They're all one company now, isn't it? Cool. Um, yeah. yeah, love it, love Jeff, it. Jeff Bezos just pisses on them. You know what I feel? I feel the piss. <laughs> Shout out to a Forrest Whitaker. Great run in The Shield. I haven't watched uh, that, that season in a very long time. I tried to go back to The Shield earlier this year, and then George Floyd was mor- murdered, and I decided <laughs> I didn't want to watch yeah. The Shield anymore. I was about... This, uh, this gray, this, the gray area for cops. I had just hit... Things that are ethical, but... <laughs> The fourth season I hit with Anthony Anderson, and I was like four episodes in, and then I, I had that's to stop. A, that's so, a great. He's so good. He's so good. He's so true. good. So yeah, Tajiri was like uh, was a guy that stood out on those DVDs that I would get at the mall. Um, but everybody stood out to me. Watching those watching those DVDs was revolutionary to me in like '99. Um, like seeing like I've talked about it before, Raven and Stevie versus the Pitbulls, and it's just chaotic, and there's all these moving parts. And I just, I loved that. And then I, you know, I also just love Jerry Lynn versus Rob Van Dam, which obviously you go back to now, it probably sucks, right? Those matches aren't good, are they? Uh, they got their flaws, but they have a, they have an inventive charm. Sure. It's like the Malenko well, Guerrero. It's, that was what I was about to say. It's, it's know, expanding on the Malenko Guerrero. Yeah. Misha, it's, are those matches good? Have you ever watched those? I've watched, um, well, not the Rob Van Dam, Jerry Lynn stuff, just because uh, Rob is not somebody from my childhood nostalgia who survived very well because sure. now you witness him as like this cranky kind of diva old bitch who's Divorced like doing dad. really shitty House of Hardcore matches and you're just like, oh man, like fucking, why why did I like Rob Van Dam? You're seeing like the Neville match from NXT where there it's like this is a king making moment for Wait, Neville. Wait, I'm sorry, like, Neville match from NXT. He faced Pac, the bastard. Yeah, yeah RVD had like at least one or two uh, matches in NXT. Is like putting the putting the kids over, Wild. which is very Wild. which is such and, a weird power dynamic thing between him and Triple H because oh sure they hate yeah yeah and, long it's just, like, standing RVD I'm like you know I'm a pro I'm very cool, and I will do this. Because yeah. this yeah. guy is great. I love Sami Zayn. <laughs> yeah, except the real problem is, as he's admitted, like, Rob's attitude towards wrestling is more just like, as soon as he's ready to do the match, he's like, wow, what am I going to have for dinner? Yeah, I don't really care about this. Uh, let's just do, like, a couple spots. <laughs> thing. Boom. Can we make this, like, oh, you guys want it to go 20 minutes? Okay. How about right. 12? We could do 12. I'd, I'll give you a good 12. I like that. I kind of like a slacker wrestler. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's funny. It's funny. It's just like, you know, like you hope like maybe once in a while he'll like 
put in some good effort. And it's delusional for me to expect him to do that for Rhino in front of a bunch of fucking Philadelphia mongoloids who are dressed up in, like, Breaking Bad cosplay to watch Tommy Dreamer wrestle uh, Cherry Bomb or something. They're there to watch Tommy so, Dreamer get his nuts crushed. Exactly. But it's <laughs> hey, like, you know, if anyone's, you know, Cherry Bomb, you know, it, Laura Dennis. And oh, she's have nuts crushed. really something else, really. <laughs> Truly. Oh, oh, I sh- I should also mention, I did my first live wrestling show since I was, like, six, and my uh, godmother took me to an In Your House, which I left after two matches because I'm already really short, and I was an incredibly small child, so I was, like, standing on steel chairs. Oh, it sucks. see over the fans. And so I'm, like, like, like five or whatever. I'm just like, can we go home? I'm not having fun. And it's like... In retrospect, I'm like, oh man, I was a fucking little bitch. But at the same time, it's well, like, it's... I, I I missed out on like a, a fucking a, a Shawn Michaels Undertaker tag team or something like that. I'm sure it was fine. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Live experience and in, 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 especially those big shows. Um, well, uh, I I don't think I ever. I'm trying to think if I ever had a really good experience at a at a live WWE or WWF show. I guess when I was a kid, I remember seeing we went to a Raw in ninety seven in January of ninety seven. And I remember Vader and like the you know Rocky Maivia. Um we had like okay seats that were just off the ground and it was good. It was good visibility. Um but yeah those and, things what, Beaumont? Yeah yeah Beaumont. Uh yeah it's like January eleventh, ninety seven. You could look up All that. Right. Um it's it's a it's a weird it's, they taped two shows, you know how they did back then but yeah yeah yeah. rob van dam being uh a guy that even so i when you were talking about his low effort in my head i was thinking of like you know the last decade or so um Mm. but then you were like no versus rhino for philadelphia mongrels i believe he called him um it's it's well that was house of hardcore that was okay so you're talking about a recent thing yeah and so because he was going for it when he faced rhino in 2000 rob van dam is good I swear oh, no. by it. I'm, I'm not talking about necessarily the child. It's just my enthusiasm is dampened by seeing the current guy not give a shit. Whereas I saw Tajiri tag with Dreamer versus um, Eric Young and uh, <laughs> the uh, the Albanian criminal EC3 himself. Uh, <laughs> they uh, The essential character. The essential character. And it was just one of the best shows you could ever see. It's like you don't even care that there's a stupid like holiday uh, Starbucks gimmick like prop being used. You know, it's like, OK, no, like my man is still doing the tarantula. He's fitting uh, fucking weird goo in fucking uh, this Love roided out gross monster's face. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's kicking motherfuckers in the head and they're selling it like they just had their neck snap. It's like, oh, no, this man is still doing it. I even got a photo with him, and um, cool. he basically had a look into the camera like, I really do not want to be here, which, to be fair, I respect that. <laughs> I, I, I've i gotten some good wrestling, uh, res- like, selfies with wrestlers that clearly the guy, uh, like, I, I think the one me and, me and my nephew Christopher, Chris Gibbons, with Matthew Justice, Matt Justice clearly doesn't want to be doing this, and he knows how fucking stoned we are, and he's just like, "All right." Fine. I mean, that's just the that's just the Matthew Justice thing. Just I know the, he's so funny. The, the... he's great to talk to. If you like, if you ever, you know, whenever we can go to shows again, if you ever like see him at a merch table, go chat with him for like just thirty seconds. Ask he, him about Ryback. Ask him about. I think I may have. Um, he is he has got a a vibe to him. You can feel his presence. He's a fucking superstar for sure. Um, so we get to Tajiri. 
Tajiri is what does he come in in ninety eight? I guess we're gonna go back. We should start with we'll, we'll we'll come back to where where he transitions to the to the like American his actual his actual American run. Um, we'll just start he has with a very he has such an because he seemed to want to work for in America like insanely bad for for whatever reason that seemed to be what appealed to him the most. Interesting. And, well, well, no, actually. So here's the deal. Like, so um, I'm basing this all off of a, a shoot he did like a few years back. So it may be, he may have revised the history a little bit. He happens to specifically in that interview constantly dodge any comparisons to Buddha that uh, Feinstein makes where it's like, yeah, you know, like hey, you're, he's a big influence on you, right? Muta, uh, Muta, uh, I like Jumbo Saruta. <laughs> or, Hey, you know that Yoshitatsu guy in uh, NXT? I, he's, I really think he's, he's going to be something. Have you ever met him before? No. <laughs> Lo and behold. But, um, is he so, spe- speaking through a translator in that shoot? Uh, no, he's speaking English. He's, he's admitting that he can actually speak English in that one. Wow. But, I uh, didn't know. I wasn't the version, sure. The version I have uh, torrented. Somebody added in subtitles on his behalf, which his English is honestly really. Fine, yeah, they do that sometimes. You you still you see know. you see that in like Hollywood motion pictures, like where they'll be like, "This person is too Geordie, so we're gonna like add subs to their." Phone. Yeah, it's fine. That's fine. But, that sounds um, like so, a half, so hell of an effort. To, the, uh, to get to the, the the point I was trying to make, I apologize. No, no, that's so, what we do. You've listened to the show. You know what we do. Uh, I know. I know. We, we get to the point about thirty minutes later. So he's like, um, he was basically one of the guys that as soon as he met Victor Kionis, Kionis was just like, oh man, you're, you're meant for America. You're meant to, and he's just like, uh, how about Mexico? How about Puerto Rico? It's like, no, no, you're going to go to America, buddy. Trust me. We're, we're sending <laughs> you to America. Victor so, hooked it up with Dennis Cordeluzzo and they're like, they're just like all, they have a constant communication. What, what, so Tajiri is where's he? Who's he trained by? Is he, he's I know IWA Japan is like sort of the first place we have a lot of footage from him. I think, but where did he come from? Do, do either of you know? Because I have no fucking idea. I, I guess I could look it up. He was uh it, he was trained by uh just the luchadors who were coming through there, uh, who were getting long runs. Um, Los Cowboys, El Texano, and sure, Silver, Silver King. King right, yeah. um, uh, Grand Apache, you know Miguel Perez Jr. Get that Puerto Rican influence because of course sure. Victor was getting his uh, his Boricua uh, boys up on like on those bookings and and he just sort of like also I think he just like took it all in from guys like uh, fucking Kazuo Sakurada, you know the uh, Japanese Kendo Nagasaki, like Kurisu, sure. just whoever he just seems like a very perceptive guy and then when he went to uh, Mexico and CMLL, it, which is like ninety five, right? Ninety five ish. He starts appearing like just randomly, like not, like he'll do a couple, he'll do like a little bit of a run, a month of and shows. He'll work, yeah, and then he'll work, and then I just think he's learning off of like the guys who were teaching everyone back then. Um, so it says like, he he actually and, first was uh, trained in Animal Hamaguchi's uh, wrestling gym. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes and a ton of sense. Animal like the the perfect like the freelance trainer because yeah. His yeah, promotion. the IWE to IWE Japan pipeline, of course. Like, yeah, that's that's that makes total yeah, sense. Yeah, just and that's like also like who ends up being like a lot of the animal guys end up being like very like yeah like sort of vagabondish and be like yeah I'll, yeah I'll just go to Mexico that sounds cool. I'd love to see a full so list, a full list of everybody that was trained by Animal Hamaguchi. He's so fucking good. He's animal the fucking best. Hamaguchi, the, the the Japanese jocko. 
I yeah, sure. Okay, of, yeah, that, sure. <laughs> you know, there's that that match of him and Kurisu teaming, and they do and uh, Animal Hamaguchi fucking barefoot and Kurisu. They look exactly like Chris Dickinson and Jock, and it's so funny. And nice. I'm like, you That's guys great. are 20 years, and now Jock is retired. But still. He'll come back. He Didn't he tease a comeback? Jock was going to come oh, back. No, he came, no, he came back uh, for to do the Beyond Year End show last year. Okay. He's not retired, like, out of. Sure. It's just, like, he's just not going to make, like, unless AEW comes calling sure, or something. Because sure. like, they were told straight up they weren't going to get signed by WWE, which is, like, fucking ridiculous now to think, like, that Anthony Green and Josh Briggs, and as much as I love him, Shane saw Joe Gacy. <laughs> Chainsaw Joe Gacy. I was thinking about God. We got to get on to Jerry here, but Chain, Chainsaw Joe Gacy uh, has a vibe to me similar to uh, the Orin Vite conversation. That we, uh, M- Misha, did you listen uh, to the the episode we did a couple weeks ago, Misha? The the death match tournament. Oh digest? yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you you heard my rant about Orin and his unwillingness to like dive headfirst into shit, you know, literally and. Uh, figuratively um i think chainsaw joe gacy was also one of those guys i remember the cgw crowd really savaging him and calling him a pussy for not bumping super hard into the tangled web do you either of you remember this at all this happened that was a thing with like when he wrestled gage for it might have been like either jimmy the jimmy lloyd birthday show or one of the sure. uh the fight club the Nick Gage Fight Club shows that they did, and then yeah, they were, like, I remember just that. I remember quietly that discontinued. It was somewhere at the somewhere at the compound, and they were all fucking on Joe Gacy. And Joe Gacy's fine. He's bumping all over the place that match. He's, he's just he's, he's like just, a fucking Buddy Rose the way he bumps, but he doesn't he he doesn't he, like getting cut, you know. And that's fine. It's so, just some people just ha- just get stigmas, and yeah. then they end up being they end up being Jonas, you know, <laughs> the curse. They wanted him to be stockade, but he wasn't going to be stockade. Um, is it gonna actually work? Yeah, yeah. So let's do it. Let's get to let's get to Tajiri here. Um, this is uh, Misha. Do you feel like you've you've actually thoroughly explained your your love of Tajiri as a child? I, I will I will end up peppering it all throughout this episode. All right, Don't all worry right. about me loving Tajiri. That's like one of the easiest <laughs> things in wrestling for me to discuss. Uh, aside from my love of Vampiro, which has slowly drained. Uh, Savannah her will live. Sure, yes. sure. Well, you know that's that's what having the friends is all about. Um, from June tenth, actually, I think it might be June twenty fourth. I see you. I'm in the document, and I'm watching you literally edit it right now. You it's say it, then fun. you fucking say it. I will say it. from June twenty fourth. Jesus Christ, NWA <laughs> New Jersey in uh, the Williamstown High School football field for. The NWA World Heavyweight Championship and possibly the UFC Superfight Championship. (laughs) It is Yoshihiro Tajiri versus Dan the Beast Severn. She's trying out for a job over here. She's trying to be the next Jay Rose. Um, You're going to have to dance to Tajiri's music if you want (laughs) to. I'll find a fucking way. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, The WWE theme, ding, 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 like the very racist music. Just J Rose dancing to Tajiri's theme as Tajiri comes down to the ring. Thoughts on that? What? What? Nobody. All right. Just imagining fucking J Rose trying to hit a yeet to the fucking the ECW theme with the weird drumming. Yeah, yeah. Like fucking perfect. <laughs> Dan the Beast Severn. We've actually so this this match is sort of. Uh, set up right for for a match that we actually covered with Worldwide on the on the King of the Death show. 
Uh, Dan Severn, NWA champion here, coming in against a guy who was much smaller than him. Uh, we get Tarzan Goto out in the just sitting in like a third base or whatever. Uh, sitting in the fucking football field in the lawn chair. Is it okay? You said chilling. football. Okay, I wasn't sure. I I, I I I feel like I saw a diamond, but um, yeah, I think I mean they listed it as high school athletic field. Sure. Obviously, there's also the uh, the fucking uh, track around it, so it's just like, right. There's a track, right, right. I also like yeah, it's all a, a sports multiplex, like where the Marlins would. Like, you know, the Dolphins would play football and you'd see the mound. Like, it's yeah. just horrible fucking trash city. Uh, uh, <laughs> Winger was on this show, too. And you, and you know who he wrestled? The Inferno Kid. Okay. I was going to say Ricky Morton, but I, I fucking Oh, no. Know. It's, just, it's just fucking – it's all of the, the kings of uh, – the fucking Jersey shit. Sure. Like Dennis Corluzzo, right? This a is Starlings. A... Yeah. A Starlings here. Uh, Devin Storm. Here. Devin Storm. On Devin Storm is here. Okay. He loses, he, uh, loses uh, the N- NWA North American heavyweight title to Tommy Cairo. Tommy Cairo. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I, I mean, it sounds like a great show. I love this shit. Um, main event of Tarzan <laughs> and Crash the Terminator, a.k.a. Bill DeMont. Yeah, Bill DeMont ruled in that era. I, I, I'm a big fan of his, you know, his in-ring work. Um, so we got what, – what, it's like a high school track. Um, we get some, like, really uh, high high quality footage where, like, the guy's just, like, walking around and the camera's hanging from his wrist strap. As he, like, some real – really good camera work here. Um, but it's a fun fan cam feel. Um, Severn – Severn to me isn't like a blind spot, but I can't help but feel like he has. Well, first of all, I never watched the UFC shit. You know, I've never seen his his fights there. Um, but also, like, I feel like he has probably ten different awesome WBF TV matches that I haven't seen that no one has ever talked about. But they're all like, it's like it's like Gol- Golga's best match from '98, and it's but it's from Shotgun Saturday Night, or like he's like facing Recon or Don Hair or Skull or Eight Ball or whatever, you know. Like, I get the sense that I have not. I don't know if there is much to much of a underneath the surface to really get to with Severn, but I, I, there's something in my mind that makes me think I have not seen the best of Dan Severn. There's something just really compelling, like. There are matches with him against really talented guys like Chris Candido or the fucking Bobby Blaze series, which is so. Which where is, where was that? Two, where's where's uh, that was in Smoky Mountain? Okay, I've never. 95. That's ninety five. Yeah, I've never seen of that. Of course, Cornette would be a huge mark for him. And that the Bobby there's a Bobby Blaze narrated uh, cut of those two matches together, and it has the immortal line uh, that Michonne quoted to each other, where Bobby Blaze just like fucking in like two twenty sixteen or some shit, just saying. You might be an Olympian, but I'll fight you. Which is so fucking fucking. That's good. That's good. I I love. I do love Bobby Blaze. Bobby Blaze, and there's just like, and there's there are a bunch of weird, like him versus um one of the headbangers, and I I think it would be Chaz. Yeah, and you're and it's just like it's an awesome like three minute match. She's doing all this cool shit. They're just the Zero squash kicks ass. Yeah, then they're just like doing we like they they're doing these this weird semi shoot style shit to each other. That's a, like like there's like a shoot style looking fucking uh, a body slam. Like how I don't know how the fuck this guy does it. And just because he's that much of a physical freak, if you look at I mean when you look at him with him and his business manager walking yeah. <laughs> down the track yeah. to the ring coming. Uh, how do you look, Tiger? How do you how do you come off looking so fucking so 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 much like a boss in this setting? Like he does it, he manages to do it. 
It's he's incredible. So, I mean, him in the suit in WWF. This is like one of those damn right. suits. Should have been a fucking king. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, wild. They fucked up him. They fucked up fucking Dr. Death. Like, they, they messed up some big Shamrock, fucking... Yeah. Took, Shamrock. Yeah. Uh, Shamrock almost squeaks by. It has a nice run, but still, it's not... Blackman somehow pulls it off, but Blackman doesn't make any sense anyway. Well, he was never... But Blackman was never going to be out of the mid-card, so, like, but... Yeah, yeah. Blackman, yeah. Blackman did fine for, for his time there. Um, so, I... Tajiri is like uh, he's dressed up in green and he's like a classic shooty junior look. There's like a battle arts guy who wore green, uh, Yamamoto. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who like had a, I remember a great retirement match. Um, but he's like Tajiri is hard ass motherfucker in this. Uh, they roll around and uh, Tajiri doesn't even look phony taking control over a guy with eighty pounds on him. Like he, Tajiri looks like a skilled fucking shooter. Uh, the crowd chants USA. Tajiri is a fucking straight up, just like enziguri to the ear. Um, they 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 roll around quite a bit, and then once they get up on the feet, uh, Severn Severn kind of takes control, dominates the stand up game after giving like Tajiri a surprising amount on the ground. Um, but they, they they do there's just like weird stretches where I was shocked how much offense Tajiri is getting in on him. Um, there's like a there's a, a Tajiri like half crab that happens sort of out of nowhere like right after he gets a double arm trap suplex you know the arm capture suplex like that's such a yeah. that's like a, a total like I own you move there's he nothing like, you can do he even gets like like a defensive spot where he smacks his way out of uh, a fucking uh, a, like some like a, a leg lock that Severn has him in which is just really cool because it's like this it's like this dude is made out of fucking uh, made out of fucking steel Severn and like this little uh, this little like n- this pasty little nerd junior still smacks his ass up. It's great. Yeah, so he's coming in with accolades. He's not only is he NWA champion, but he's fucking UFC what super fight champion or whatever. Yeah, he's the fucking he's a fucking why most legit guy in the world right at this point. Why how? I, I, Misha, Misha, do you have a like a, a strong opinion on Severn? I want to know what is it about um, him that makes him like willing to do this when so many other guys that are punching at his fucking height or weight. I guess this is the actual what you're supposed to say. Um, why does he allow Tajiri to do this? Well, I mean, like uh, from what I've heard in Dan's interviews, also he was a pro wrestler before doing UFC, because of course the UFC didn't really exist at that point. So he's got a lot of respect for wrestlers, especially when he knows that they are actually, like, they have some training, or at least they're not trying to bullshit him. He's weirdly more antagonistic about anyone who he thinks is trying to make themselves look like they're more legitimate than they really are. For example, he hates um, Bradshaw. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, uh, what's his face? The dude from UWFI. Um, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, the the um, head honcho? Yeah, Takata. Yeah. He hates he hates Takata. He says everything in Pancrase was of work. <laughs> it just should not be taken seriously. He's he's bitchy about that. But like, you know, like somebody like Mick Foley, he'll be like, Mick Foley is more professional than most UFC athletes I've seen in my life. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's great. That's perfect. We've done some Severn. Uh, we've done some Severns on this show. I, I'm not going to do another Severn. I don't think I can nail it, but that was probably the best one I've heard. Um, yeah, it's it's really something. He's a, he seems like a guy. I guess he could just sense the the training in Tajiri and knows like, hey, I can have a 
a real 50-50 with this guy. And it's going to look legit. It's going to look good. And the crowd's into it. Um, th- there's some, like, so, so Severn lures uh, some, like, so he sort of, like, leans into some Tajiri kicks. Uh, but he manages to, like, uh, get close and hit a big belly-to-belly, uh, belly, big German suplex, and then the rear naked choke for the finish. It's like an eight-minute match. Is that about right? Something like that, maybe yeah, like six, uh, six fifty, something. Yeah. It's not long, but it's yeah, it's very. That's a good it's, length. It's tight as hell. It's so, and I mean. He, it's not like, the main he, event. It's what's second from the top, so it shouldn't go that long, right? It's not even. It's like in the middle of the car. Okay, it's like sure. Very funny because yeah, it, well, it's like yeah, it, there's it's third from the top because the champ leaves is, after uh, intermission. That's that's what Hogan after, would do. After that is uh, Tommy Cairo versus Devin Storm awesome. in the main of uh, Tarzan and uh, Baltimore versus yeah. the Headhunters, which is so funny. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Sounds like a great show. Um, yeah, this it's match just... is cool, though. This is a great early look at Tajiri. I know that they, they had a lot of uh, good stuff in IWA Japan before this, or at least, you know, you could see. Uh, maybe no, like, firecracker match. Like, not that this is either. This is, this is just a really good... Um, it's pretty wild. I mean, they go fucking hard, like... You take the ropes off and put this in uh, COVID Indiana, and this is a this is the best match on Bloodsport, right? Probably, probably. Um, but I, I I think it's always interesting to see. I mean, obviously, a guy who has a, a a thirty year career or whatever he's coming up on, see him in like sort of some of the earliest footage. But more than that, to see him in a match like this isn't him versus Gato, you know? This is a this is a different environment. Um, and it's obviously, it's I mean, cut. he's getting like the, the crowd are doing like, you hear a couple of racial slurs. Do you? Actually, I wasn't, I wasn't paying that close you, attention. Actually, uh, the funniest you hear from the crowd is when Tarzan Goto sits down and is introduced, someone yells out, Onita. Oh yeah. Nice. And it's like, <laughs> they like, got it. Like, they nailed it. Betrayed him. It's so funny. Misha, so did you, funny. did you hear any slurs? I, uh, I did hear a bunch of little kids. Uh, chanting shrimp fried rice. Nice. And of course, Holy shit. this is the this is the area of where he would grow up. So one of those kids, very realistically, grew up to be Joey Janela. So. <laughs> this, this, this is Joey Janela uh, was well, in the crowd that night. Yeah, this is uh, this is out just outside of uh, Gage Country, you know, National Park. Um, I cannot National remember. Park, Gloucester County, I think. Yeah. I've mentioned that I that I stayed a weekend in Palmyra one time. Did I mention that before yeah. with a, with a yes. girl I was dating in like 2010? Okay, um, nice girl. Bad town. <laughs> Bad town. Um, yeah. Hey. I, <laughs> the I mean, we 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 have a certain reverence for New Jersey here. Of but... course, but not like the southern tip of it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. This is like in the. I mean, this is just outside. This is outside Philly. But I know. This is where you get into that God's Country spot. What? what not unlike God's... Uh, Millville, where uh, ICW has been running most of their. Shows. When you say God's Country, you mean what do you mean? I mean, there's a lot of fucking farms and shit. Okay. Like, it is oh, no, like, no, 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 no. But no, there is also hicks. It's not even farms. It's that would be doing it justice. No, just like plains. southern New Jersey, you get to a point. It's like you think you're in like. Kansas, Des Moines, yeah. or something. Yeah, but suddenly it's like fields, marshes, like weird shack churches, and it's the only building for miles. And I know because um, one of my exes used to live in Salem, New Jersey, which is like literally the the most southern tip of town. And well, it's, it's it's where they had the, the witch trials, right? <laughs> Just kidding. My, it it Just... might as well have been because literally it's like nothing but like the most 
decrepit white trash shack houses. Nice. And for some reason, a project. For some reason, <laughs> they put a fucking project on the border of like fucking Jersey and fucking Maryland or something. It's just I'm like just a, like, a misprint and zo- zoning paperwork, just like a, a very slight misprint. Like when they crashed the Mars lander into the fucking thing, <laughs> like they got to, they got it off by a centimeter or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was. I remember explaining God's country to my wife when we were driving through Texas and telling her this is God's country. That's what they call it. And, God, she, and she was like, should, "Now I'm sad that there's not a Malick movie in in Southern Jersey." He's still alive. He's still alive. Night of Cups two. <laughs> it, it would be a lot of. It'd be a lot of fun. Get Olga Kurlenko back, please. Give yeah, me she's Olga Kurlenko. I love Olga Kurlenko too. Um, Hell yeah, yeah. This is like a really good mid-card I, battle, a battle arts match from 96. It's kind of what it feels like. It's tight. It's like cohesive. There's a clear hierarchy between the guys, but the lower rung guy is never made to look weak. He just looks lower runged, you know, L- lower yeah. runged. Um, but just fantastic performance and from Tajiri. So, but it, and it's also like Tajiri was never a shoot style guy. He, but he easily could have just been in UWF. It I said he I mean, trained, funny... it trained in kickboxing. Early. Yeah, they definitely did, obviously, with all of his kick right, style. It's right, like, It's un- un- undoubted, but, like, it's so funny to think that, um, like, he and Guido could have just had a match in, in the fucking Budokan in 95, like, years before they actually meet uh, in ECW, though, who can say if they actually, if they somehow encountered each other and were like, hey, and yeah. Guido got all, like, a fucking uh, sheepish like he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's a he's a he's character pounding uh, pounding rice wine. Um, yeah, I, I I I like seeing this little snapshot of him. Um, so he he does Tajiri actually has some work with the WWF here as a job guy, right? Isn't that? Yeah, that's and that's pushed in. That's the Victor Cunha stuff, but it is like he seems like he talked the work, which is the funny thing. But it's like I. I can I understand the I can understand obviously the idea that it was like yeah it'll be good for your career and he's just like well, okay oh he has but a match with like, with Taka on Raw I forgot about that I don't know if I've ever seen he's that he's part of the uh, the light heavy tournament I believe is he in the tournament no he's not in the oh. tournament but he's uh in the in the division like right before the tournament breaks out and he's he's working fucking Brian Christopher he worked Taka a couple of times Scott Putsky he, probably. It's fascinating, fascinating uh, five minute matches. Fucking, uh, one of the Dup brothers, sure, and uh, a fucking dark match on the Shotgun Saturday Night in, Top- in Topeka, Kansas. That's great. <laughs> That's where you would do it. <laughs> and then, like his last match in that run is uh, him, him, like a mixed tag almost. Him and uh, BC Brian Christopher teaming uh, and losing against Taka and Scott Taylor, the future. Sure, you know, too much. Too- too much. R.I.P. R.I.P. Brian Christopher. Very sad. One of the saddest wrestler deaths. But also his first uh, match in uh, is 96, teaming with Leatherface fucking Tim Patterson uh, Mm. against the Godwins on the, in, uh, what is it? Fucking, yes, San Bernardino. The night after WrestleMania. (laughs) Sure. The night after WrestleMania uh, 12. That's so funny. Just yeah, he was just there. He has, it's more of like he. It's good work if you a, can find it. Like seriously, only, getting paid more, for like for a two minute match, and you you know they just hand you cash. Like Bruce Pritchard hands you cash on the way out the fucking door. Like that's not bad. 
Yeah, it's more. It's almost like a Zelda run. His like WWF stuff before he <laughs> comes in officially because he's in the. Uh, we don't the, talk about a- that man's films on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is in like this weird IWA Puerto Rico uh, like tur- junior tournament, and he wrestles a bunch. And he wrestles Aguila. He wrestles fucking. Uh, he wrestles like some guys who you'd be like, oh man, that sounds fucking cool. Sure. We don't have all of this footage. I think we have like the some of yeah we have. Uh, he wrestles super crazy, which. In 99, he's th- some dude that ne- filed a profile, the Black Scorpion. I want to see that. I don't give a shit. Yeah, so he Bad does. Guys cage match profiles end up being the best wrestlers. Look at Josh Bishop. <laughs> yeah, of now course. he sucks. Not eligible for the match guide. That's not true. Oh, don't um, say that. That's not true. I love Josh uh, Bishop. It's not true. Joke. He's great. He's so good. Uh, he's fucking great. We love, them. We love JP. We so love he JP. works, of course. He works uh, CML Awesome here in 97, 98. And then it looks like he debuts in ECW in late 98 and uh, starts the, the storyline rivalry with, is what it says here, a, he began a notable storyline rivalry, which uh, that's a funny, it's really funny when Wikipedia is just like, remember wrestling is fake. They, like, <laughs> they wanted to tell you over and over. Um, super crazy, little Guido, Jerry Lynn. Um, it says in early 99, Tajiri began to emulate the great Muda, who was Tajiri's wrestling hero growing up. His wrestling trunks were replaced with baggy karate gi pants. Of course, you know, well known for his, his pleather, shiny, uh, <laughs> you know, what the fuck? I mean, yeah, Muda, Muda wore I like loose pants. See, but... I can easily see Tajiri, even though he and Muda have. Uh, cultivated such a weird relationship for the years i can easily see Tajiri being no no i because of i mean did jump but like, no i it was great kabuki yeah like, i could see him I just saying it was kabuki just, absolutely kabuki had the kicks yeah and he has the kicks like yeah i can I see him to be a ball i kind of i think i always assumed that knowing that his roots were in iwb japan i'm not that kabuki was like an iwb japan guy but he's like the type of guy that he those was like, guys well, he was like pure like he absolutely could have wrestled a card with him and like yeah. Tokyo Pro or something. Yeah, Tokyo like Pro and and like early uh, early BJW wasn't he was on some of those shows, right? Kabuki. Uh, Kabuki, yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah, he so. He was just floating around in yeah. that period. Yeah, and we and we and somehow we never got the. Uh, it was brought up on we were we we because we are insane people listen to uh, the the Bahu uh, History of FMW <laughs> podcast. You for, love for to bring Bahu. this up. <laughs> it's because it's funny because Bahu is the funniest man alive. The Siobhan Bingo Misha, card. Misha, agree, agree. Thoughts? He is well. So this is a problem because is he funnier than the Nazi? Like, who can say? I don't know. The Nazi has. I mean, the Nazi getting a podcast on a GCW. The Nazi is Stephen A. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know he, anything uh, about these guys. I know. I know they're he, bad. He's ironically he he spends a lot of time on the uh, SMW podcast trying to truth. Uh, CZW and say that they were bad. And this is a man with a podcast sponsored by GCW. So once again, sure. Brett Lawlersdale, one of the most constantly thinking minds about investigation, making sure that things are what they say they're supposed to be. You know, like that's exactly who you want to run wrestling for the he, next four years. I think there's a lot. There's a there's an espionage brain going on with with a lot of. I mean, that's been a thing with with Jersey and and, and Philly area like indie wrestling feuds for a long time right i mean spies and shit like i'm sure that's i just don't know if this weird guy who lives in china or whatever and <laughs> is just calling up and is just like calling up alex <laughs> cologne and is like sanitizing his microphone because he does it like this uh this swarthy uh gentleman from uh, puerto rico it's like oh it's strange it's it's just it's just strange that i did 
to, to talk to, to this guy. <laughs> is that uh, that's how he talks? All right, that's we're, we're being we're, you're being you're it, it's, <laughs> you're it's getting a little getting a little questionable here. He's a bad person, but it is talked about on that that there was like a false uh, like Kabuki Onita thing, and god damn it, that would have been the best of those exploding barbed wire matches, except maybe Funk. That would have been so fucking cool. I'm partial I, to the Onita versus Ricky Choshu exploding barbed wire match myself. Fun. Barely a match, but very good, very good. Um, let's rein it back in, and I'm going to do that by getting us to ECW, where I have accidentally hovered over the uh, a clickable link for Rhino, which taught me that his name is Terrence Guido Guerin. Did you know that Rhino's middle name in real life is Guido? Yes, and yeah. it is one of the funniest things possible. It's really good. It's really good. Let's uh, let's jump in from January fifteenth, two thousand ECW. Uh, it's Yoshihiro Tajiri versus Super Crazy. Uh, where's and this from? Me- Mexican Deathmatch. Right. And then a Mexican Deathmatch at the ECW Arena. That's, I thought it was the arena. I wasn't sure. Um, so these two had been feuding for a while, right? Uh, Gertner makes uh, some jokes early on about how the water's bad in Mexico or something. Uh, Joey Styles makes a very incoherent Mil Mascaris movies joke. Sure. Joey Styles is bad. I mean, they're both bad. Gertner, well, they're I mean, both bad, Gertner yeah. makes the water joke, and it's just like, dude, just wait until you see. <laughs> he also makes an extremely incoherent joke that you can't even pick up on the mic. Just very strange. It's very, just... it's very funny. Although the the commentary here, it, there's like, um, Joey seems like flabbergasted by the violence early on, and he's like, "Is a Mexican death match really necessary?" And he's like, uh, "Like, Tajiri's so throwing in like five chairs. He's like, was two chairs not enough?" And it's just like Joey's Three chairs. A, <laughs> Joey's a pussy and Joel's a pimp, like clearly. Um, but they both are fucking terrible, obviously. It's one of the worst, one of the worst commentary teams of all time. Uh, they go to commercial like seconds into this. Um, and they're, so there's like a, a tree of woe dropkick that happens like seconds after they come back, right? Um, and, and then the sort of, um, the tone has deteriorated quite a bit uh, as Tajiri starts throwing the chairs in the ring. When, when we went to commercial, it was just a regular match, but we come back and they're in Mexico, apparently. Um, what Crazy gets busted open super early, right? Off the yeah. uh, Tree of Woe dropkick into a chair? Yeah, he, he covers his face with the chairs, and then that just that splits uh, Crazy open. I don't. I, I would imagine he'd be juiced because it just seems very silly to hard way off of that. But I also one, no, it is. It's so no. That is the thing with the the chair in front of the tree of woe face dropkick. Well, gonna fuck you it, up. Well, yeah, but also that is the ultimate opportunity to blade right before a move happens. Yeah. You can just you just nick it under there. It's soup. It's a, it's extremely common. I can tell you. I've like I've you know I've studied this. <laughs> You know I'm a you know what a little freak I am. I've studied this and and it is absolutely the way that um that he that he cuts himself there. It's not on the floor. It happens before the actual spot. Um Misha, what, super crazy. Is super crazy a guy that you you came to him later after after mm. seeing Are you are are you watching Smackdown at all when super crazy when the Mexicals happens? Uh no, by the time that the Mexicals happens I was um, living uh, with my father in New York after running away from New Jersey. So, and I didn't have control of the TV. It's like whatever they were watching was usually whatever was going on. I wasn't like buying it. So after that, there's like a huge period where me and wrestling don't meet up. And the next thing I know, I'm watching 
NXT pay-per-views. Like, oh, sure. okay, uh, this fucking Dana Brooke, I guess. All so right, you cool. didn't have control of the remote, and and your 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 dad's just showing you uh, the Spanish language Vanilla Sky original. <laughs> oh, it's, you have no idea. <laughs> we'll go into that another time. Okay, I like. I I'm excited to hear. Um, they they we. All right, crazy is bleeding. He's like on his knees and shit. He's he's getting he he does a good blade job here, and I don't know if Super Crazy was busting himself open or you know cutting himself open a lot in this era. I think he probably does. What Super Crazy works now, right? He's working yeah, Lucha Andes, and he's probably still cutting himself a good little bit. But he's good at it. He's really he does a really good job. And uh, Tajiri, uh, you know, like tastes the blood and rubs it on his body naturally. <laughs> um. We, um, I mean, Tajiri's doing like great crowd work, and, and it's the it's the ultimate Philly dipshit. Like he's spitting a Green Lantern fan. He's yeah. Swing, like he's like do, he's doing those sh- like um, crazy ends up on the opposite side of a table from Tajiri, and Tajiri this just starts the, this spot sliding the chairs at it, and it's like the, and and it's so fucking crazy. No, I gotta I gotta lay out the the um, actual I, architecture here because this is first of all I thought this spot took place in a different match and found out that I was wrong. Um, so there's a table set up in the middle of the ring. Super Crazy's bleeding. He's down on his knees at the one end of the table, and then Super Jerry has a stack of chairs on the other end, and he starts sliding them like a fucking uh, what do you, what do you call it? Slip and slide. Um, down the like a fuck like like shuffleboarding. He's doing them. yeah, exactly. It's like shuffleboarding. That's how it's so it's wild. Yeah, he's and, the, and so and Super Crazy is ducking them. That's the spot. Is it's super dangerous? There's no actual bump here. So Super Crazy ducks these chairs that slide off this table, and they each one of them. There's like three or four. They all just fly through the ropes and into the third row. A fucking heavy steel chair flying. I don't know, twenty miles per hour out of the fucking ring. And it is the most insane spot. I I I, I this is I the think spot. I think Tajiri was already like I'm gonna kill that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's like <laughs> yeah, he has much disdain uh, for 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 the ECW fans, the the Cretans that occupy Swanson and Rittner. Um, Misha, you never you never made it out to the ECW arena. I actually did to it as the two three hundred arena because sure. that's where all the Philly House of Hardcore shows happen. Oh, and okay. Also, that's where I saw uh, my one GCW show, the Trent Acid Cup, which uh, known cop Prince Mustafa Ali no showed because he's a bitch, and I also got to yeah. see um, I got to see uh, uh, he, uh, Human Tornado and B Boy and cool. a whole bunch of guys I probably won't ever see again if yeah. you know civilization restarts. So. Yeah, I think we might. Well, most importantly, did, I believe we got to see Teddy Hart. I uh, did get to see Teddy Hart, and what a also presence. he uh, he repeatedly no sold me for uh, you know trying to get the the, the dap. And <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, okay, I I do hate this man, but also I did get to see him shake hands with Zandig in the ring, which is kind of like wow. as I said, it, uh, it's kind of like a scumbag version of the Yalta Accords. You know what I mean? <laughs> just watching these. They're just treating each other with such reverence and like weird, greasy, like respect, like great fucking seeing you, man. Like real fucking honor, sir. I, you know, as I said, art, sir. I've been around for several years. I don't know if we've met. I, I used to book you, but maybe so. But that guy DJ Hyde, he's a real asshole, <laughs> sir. And you know, whatever they talked about. That's a really good Teddy. That's that's very good. I was okay, so very I just impressed needed, I by that. To segue slightly too. <laughs> 
the, a, a, a take that I had a couple of days ago on the day of the two uh, the two milkshakes famous. Uh, the day of the two yeah. milkshakes, yeah. Show. That's the you sequel to that. Sicario. Yes, you saw that. You saw the photo, didn't you, Bucky? I didn't. I've I've been offline for a bit. Uh, well, I just had. I just we just went to Wawa, and I'm like, I'm gonna get milkshakes. I'm gonna well, actually, but let it be thirty degree weather. Yeah, they're they're, uh, they're actually. You know what they say about a thirty degree day. <laughs> they're the lighter. That's why I can drink two of them. I can't drink two milkshakes in one city. I'm not that much of a piece of shit. But I came to a, revel- a revelation that Teddy Hart is. Basically, Kota Ibushi, but for people who uh, ha- under like have have uh, seen their parents like like do drugs or have, done <laughs> drugs, or have, have been in a flop house themselves. I think you're gonna say he's like the real version of this. He's he's that for like people who like watch like or, or like read Jordan Peterson's books. But no, well, I, I, I like no, I like Kota that version the, better. Coda uh, is the Teddy Hart for like the uh, tender queers. Okay, yeah, like sure, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> No, it's great. They're the same guy. They're both rich kids. They're both dumb as hell. They both definitely like are constantly doing moon salts that shouldn't yeah. be doing. They don't yeah. make any sense. They're both constantly getting hurt. They, they both just seem oblivious to the world around them, and yet seems but like a blissful Koda, way to live, though. Yeah, Coda is just this like this dumb dumb, but he's he's. It's like a weird Orientalism that makes people think like, oh no, it's it's okay, it's adorable that this thirty-eight-year-old man doesn't understand how like a, the schedule for a plane works because of all of his concussions. Well, yeah, so yes, there's a lot of uh, like weeb bullshit around like accepting. Teddy is just like, yeah, it's, it's fucking awesome that this dude and is in of his pants and his fucking chin strap beard. Is he seems doing, like such a presence live. I have not doing, seen him. Is doing, is doing like a shooting star. El- uh, elbow, twisting elbow drum. <laughs> fucking best. I love Teddy Hart. Um, such a piece of shit. He's great. Copious moonsaults. Uh, not that crazy is um, an, an, he, he's not an overdoer of moonsaults. He does do some big ones. Um, they, I guess the moonsault comes a little bit later. I do want to shout out Crazy's down at his knees and Tajiri. Crazy's bleeding. He's got blood in his eyes. And he's like, oh, where am I? And Tajiri gets down and, like, mocks him and, like, sits in front of him. Yeah. And it's in – the crowd loses their fucking minds. Um, I love that. But Crazy makes this uh, – he makes a great comeback. Uh, he hits the, the Cabradora, this uh, Tilt World Backbreaker. And then he does a top rope Cabrada springboard moonsault. Um, throws Tajiri out of the crowd. And he gets Tajiri under a table, sort of behind the bleachers, climbs the bleachers, and he does this moonsault off these, uh, like this, you know, over... I guess it's it's the back of the bleachers, is it, right? Yeah, the, like the fans on the bleachers are helping him vault up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is a fucking... It's got to be at least 10 feet. Yeah, it's a good... It's a good... It's like a top rope to the floor sort of, uh, sort of bump, or, you know, uh, dive. Moonsault's off of there, and it's... He hits with some absolutely fucking mega impact, precise landing, destroys the table in the most picture-perfect way. Just incredible execution. Absolutely perfect. Um, And, you know, we've seen how many dives off of things through tables have we seen over the years. Um, Whatever. When they hit this hard, this perfectly, you know, fucking abdomen to abdomen, and, you know, and the form of the flip looks good, super crazy is really impressive and always has been. But just never gets as much love as he should. Like really, one of the one of the pillars of of the late ECW run for sure. Absolutely. And you know, obviously Guido and and uh, and Tajiri are right there in that same realm, and that's the reason they have such history with each other. 
Um, you could always rely on these guys. Um, but yeah, crazy also looks good with the blood on his face. He's not like, he's not like really super bloody. Um, but he like, he has like a, he's got a face that sells, uh, desperation i guess he has a he looks like a pained man a lot of yes. the time already he's a pain man to his energy yeah um there's uh he does the the uno dos tres count uh punch spot twice i believe uh to, to jerry's now bleeding and they exchange some really hard like fast lucha lucha like lucha rest inspired sort of strikes right like feeling like a. A, like there's moments in this that feel like this match could have happened on a 98 Michinoku Pro show. Is that fair? Yeah, of course. It's a great, it's a wonderful style, wonderful style of wrestling. Um, let's see here. We'll get, let's get to the tarantula. Let's talk about the motherfucking tarantula. The fucking tarantula. Right. Misha, do you remember the first time you saw the tarantula? It probably because uh, how those SmackDown matches would have gone. It might have been either the first or second Tajiri match I would have seen. Sure. And as soon as you see that, it's like, what? What? You could do that? And it's just like, it's kind of like a ridiculous move. It's like. Oh, it's absolutely stupid. I was talking about this with Siobhan. It's like, is there anybody who can do Tree of Woe spots or like spots involving like getting tied up in the ropes who doesn't look like an asshole? ever since Tajiri, because he kind of, like, single-handedly creates, like, the pinnacle of Tree of Woes and fucking, like, the Tarantula for me. Because every time you see somebody else do it, unless it's like, I'm going to do an MMA hold over the fucking right. rope. Right, the know? triangle, the tri- like the head and arm choke or whatever, like the or whatever you call that, the triangle choke. Um, yeah. The Tarantula defies all logic, but also the, he locks it in so fast, especially early in his career, or wherever we are here, 2000, um, where it, it doesn't feel like there's no, there's no like, uh, oh, he's setting it up. Here he goes. He's going to do it. It just happens. Yeah. It just fucking happens. And the tree of woe shot is good too, because the way that he incorporates those spots, it never feels like you can't see that he's about to do that. He just does it. And then you're like, oh, here we go. Like it's just incredible fluidity from one thing to another and doing like weird, unconventional shit, like hanging upside down and doing a Boston crab while you're, you and your opponent are suspended from the ropes. Like it's a, it's like the weirdest idea. It's like one of the, like conceptually one of the strangest moves that I can think of. Fucking... I think there's a line that like, uh, I want to say Gertner says at some point in this match where as Tajiri's like doing moves, like he's just like, that's Tajiri, man. Like he can move that slightly faster. that slightly slower. He has ultimate precision. He controls the match to his advantage and you're like no that's literally like yeah what he does everything he does is just like the, the most insanely <laughs> clean shit the worst person you know just made a great point um exactly yeah it's it's really something he's he hits a fucking bridging german that is one of the most beautiful bridging german suplexes you'll ever see super close like mega close 2.999 near fall um Tajiri kicks his ass, fucking head kick, baseball slide uh, on the floor, sends crazy over the rail. And then Tajiri does a fucking Asaya moonsault over the rail into the crowd, which when I was a kid and I saw, I think the first person I ever saw on like ECW and TNN do a dive into the crowd, I think it was Kid Cash, um, the big oh, yeah. the big springboard flipping plancha 
yeah. fu- in like into the fourth row versus RVD or whoever. Insane, insane shit. And then I got to the point where I was like, I started watching this stuff. I was like, oh, they do this all the time. Like I, you know, you'd never seen that before. You watch WWF, WCW, you've never seen somebody do a dive over the rail and. When are they moving the guardrail forward to be able to do yeah. that in the first place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a, it's a weird thing, and you can always it's like the setup for it is pretty obvious now. But I still love I love a good dive into the into the crowd. I, I love I especially love it though when it's like accidental and it's you know Chico Che versus you know whoever, and they they go over those hard rails uh, in the whatever uh, Nakapon Arena Nakapon yeah, yeah. Nakapon. Like I, I love, I love any of that stuff. Uh, fucking hijo de fantasma or whatever. Just do, just bullet topes where he ends up in the second row, barely connected with his opponent. <laughs> love it. You love to see it. Um, so we get the the sort of the finishing run here. Um, Tajiri sets the table up sort of in the corner horizontally. It's weird. It's kind of a weird thing, but you see what he's doing afterwards. Um, Crazy sets up another table on the other side of the ring. And Tajiri grabs a wrench that I guess was the, probably used to tighten the turnbuckles. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, everybody still here? I heard a, somebody just dropped their entire computer. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. All good. Everything's fine. All right. Um, so he, Tajiri grabs a wrench and starts trying to, like, I guess pull out Super Crazy's teeth. It just does the, I don't, I don't know exactly what, but any f- object in the mouth spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of the, you know, the uh, NWA wild, like, Anarchy War Game special, you know. Uh, yeah, what was that? Paul that was Hammer the... in the mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's there's there's one stuff. that has a saw in the mouth. That, so that's, be, we're getting a little mouth. crazy. We're going a little too far with these saws. The in the mouth. The saw blades yeah. and the knives. Oh, I forgot. In the colonies, that you call it a sausage in the mouth. <laughs> it's called a sausage. Um, Virtuoso it's, performance. It's so Char- Charlie Theron's best. Um the, so the the after the wrench, which is disgusting, yes, and just the idea that you're you put that wrench in a man's mouth, that's fucked up. And it just gets thrown out and and like it rattling on the floor is right. a fucking great sound too. Great sound, yeah. And then we get the finish, which is Tajiri uh or super super crazy goes for power bomb through one of the tables. Um Tajiri sort of hops away from it a little bit, lands on the table, no impact, uh spits the green mist. And uh, then pops off, tries to go for a Rana, but then it's really, it's really hell of a hell of a finish spot here because Crazy's sort of like instinct kicks in because he just set that table up over there. He knows they're moving towards it, even though he can't see anything. Manages to cower the Rana into a power bomb through the other table, like fighting through the blindness. Incredible, like perseverance moment. Great use of real estate. Set up two tables. Oh, yeah. so we talk about the tables. You know, you set up a table, you got to break it. You set up two tables here, and you don't have to break both of them. You just make bo- make use of both of them. You use the what the uh, the mise en scène, right? We talked about mise en scène on the show in a while. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's like it's a really good use of both tables without breaking one of them. You know, you just you you use the whole fucking landscape of the ring and everything in it. It's a really great uh, like lesson to ICW no holds barred mid carters should take to heart when they're planning out their prop usage. It's really smart use of. I, I I know I'm going off on a thing here. Does that make sense to either of you? Are you are you with yeah, that? Yeah, no, absolutely. Am I being a uh, am I do I have am I jacking off with both hands when I say this, or is this a thing that makes sense? Little both. That's a little both from with both. it fully. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. I'm just also 
really, really, um, even more so than Savant, I'm openly permissible of ICW figuring out what they want to do. Oh, me too. Me too. I love, I, I do love it. I, I, I know I talk shit, but I, I watch, it's the only fucking promotion that I watch the full shows from, you know? It's, yeah. It's great. It's the only one that's consistent right now. And it's just so, I mean, like, you know what? I have to fucking say it. Danny DeMonto is giving us what we want, which is. Take it back to 99. We, He's giving us the strong man we want. He's giving us the Ian, the Zandik. Yeah. Just come, just Nick Gage riding on the back of a fucking F-150. And then New Jack <laughs> comes out of the crowd. And, yeah, and that's a good moment. And the ring and chases off Agus Hogarth. That's so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so stupid. It's perfect. That's what you want. Just weird energy that doesn't make sense. The things that aren't necessarily going anywhere, but it feels like something's happening. I love how how often we come back to Danny DeManto and... and... It's been such a big year for them, and I know that's going to be so much of our year-end episode because we haven't really talked about it. I did watch the Iron Man. I'll I'll tell you about it in a in a month. Yeah. We'll, talk, we'll talk about it then. It'll get an honorable mention for being worth mentioning for ambition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Gotta you, we applaud ambition. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Not the shoot style tournament. Well, occasionally we will. Um, all right. I like Rico Bushido. He's he's actually he's he's a great commentator. <laughs> You've so, ever heard him commentate? Oh, God, he's not he is not he's, very good, but you know no. what he is better than Alan Forel. Better than Alan Forel. Um, all right, you you, uh, you two. I, I've never fucking as I always say, have used that anecdote. I've never blown out my voice while having Larry. You hate him. You hate him. Yelling at Alan Forel because he doesn't understand. He doesn't know a sick kick. Is, yeah, I'm sorry. He's, he, it was the worst. He jumped with the kick, and that was like something like I've never seen before. Um, all right, you you two. You're in a you're in a one bathroom apartment. I'm in a one bathroom house, but luckily everybody here is asleep. Um, so you guys want to go stagger your bathroom breaks? Or are you good to go? What do you want to do? I'm gonna get another drink. I think. Yeah, I'd say let's uh, stagger it out real quick, and uh, we'll uh, give you the heads up when you're all set. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I might be longer. Th- I might actually smoke half a cigarette. I might. I'm. I'm kind of feeling. I'm. I'm. I'm feeling the hunger. Uh, or what was he say at the end of? Uh, of I'm that's a spoiler for Phantom Thread. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil the end of Phantom Thread it, yes. on this podcast. Anyways, it's good. Go check that movie out, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. everybody's asleep i think uh the nintendo switch is still in the dock and pearl's amazon buyer is still plugged into the kitchen which means i guess everybody's asleep 
So we're doing really good work here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we're fucking nailing it. Uh, so while I was outside smoking, I started thinking about other like Oscar-nominated films that have uh, either a mention of cum or actually showing it. Um, I couldn't come up with hardly any. <laughs> they should have given that uh, awful Winterbottom movie that nobody likes of the unsimulated sex. Oh, Nine Songs. Yeah. No, I, I, I you know what? I kind of like that movie just because I like the music in it. I, I, yeah. I, 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 that's a, like, that's a five out of ten, <laughs> but it's a good, it's a good two and a half. We, we I love, wa- been, I love Michael Winterbottom. I just do. Yeah, I, do I love too. Code Forty Six. Code Forty Six is fantastic. He's an inconsistent motherfucker, but he's he owns. He gave us twenty four hour party people. I haven't watched the latest, tr- the trip with. Uh, I haven't. I, I, I haven't seen any of those in full, oh, they're, and I they're great. should, because I like both of those motherfuckers, obviously, and I like the Winterbottom aesthetic. He I actually recommend it. the um, – they did those as movies, right? But they also have, like, six-episode miniseries that they did for Channel 4 or whatever British yeah. bullshit. Um, and those are the best way to watch that, because it's really just unhinged two guys doing Michael Caine impersonations at each other over really good food. It's fucking great. It's so good. Um, you'll know the entire script of Get Carter by the time you're done with one of those series, uh, <laughs> as you fun. should, as you should. Um, welcome back to Wrestling is Gross. Um, episode 46, we didn't say earlier. Oh, we did. Oh, that's we've, we've really fucked it up. Really, we should start over. I'm going to stop. Episode President Biden. <laughs> episode President-elect Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. He's Robinette. getting his fucking dick wet, folks. Um, you saw the... Uh, you saw the fucking yearbook photos of the with the boys yesterday, right? Uh, Don no. and Eric. Oh no, I didn't. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, they're they're so good. You, you you need to be online a little bit. I know. I'm sorry. It's been the holidays. That's uh, fine. The holiday season. Uh, but like, there's just like Don Jr. has this amazing butt cut haircut. His butt but cut. Thing, <laughs> you know what a butt cut is? Uh no. Explain it to me. It's like this side. It's part on both sides. So it's just this like middle part. I'm gonna fucking send it to you. All right, find it, find it, send it over. Um, on the subject of uh, Joe Biden getting, I'll be his, in the, in the, in the chat. Joe Biden getting his dick wet. Um, the I I, I I retweeted this. It's a it's a collection of Any- posts. Um, yeah, I'll open that in just a second. It's a collection of posts that are just like horny, horny oh, lib. Oh God. And it was um, first one is I'd like to see at Joe Biden wash at a Stacey Abrams feet with his tears and dry them with his hair. Which, there's not, I mean, I guess you could try. I don't know. Um, What's that even mean? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. These people are weird. Biden's flow of experienced and qualified cabinet picks are like democracy foreplay. I cannot wait for the orgasm January 20th. Um, I hope Joe Biden has mind-blowing doggy-style sex with Jill when this is over and they both come twice. And then finally, um, this is a reply to uh, this guy saying, what's the first thing the Bidens should do when they enter the White House? And this woman says, make make sweet love wherever they want. So normal. You can see why I don't go online that much. Yeah, it's not very good. Uh, Y'all use very different internets from me. I I was maintaining this to Siobhan earlier, and she's insisting we use the same internet. But she keeps telling me about these things. It's like like some controversy over a white dude narrating for this old black guy. Oh, you should listen to that. Oh, you got to listen to that. It's in the chat. I said it. It's so funny. Oh, my God. It's 
So what it is, let's say, I just want to say, it's it's a, it's like a, an article in, in some shitty fucking online, you know, fucking vertical um, about the, like, the legacy of, like, outcasts' impact with ATLians or maybe they're right. – I, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but – what they did was it's it, and the guy's like apologizing. He's doing one of those "I'm trying to be better" sort of posts, where he's like, um, "This is an article written about black musicians, written by a black woman, edited by a black man, and I chose to have I, I don't know if he said I chose, and I, I hired a white man to narrate the audio version, and then it's just like he's just like I'm really sorry. I didn't realize what this was gonna be like, and it's just like okay, this sounds like a guy fucked up, right? And then you listen to it, and it is straight up the most like audio blackface shit you've ever heard in your life i'll, I'll put one tiny clip in here because it's so iconic i'm a southern black woman who stands in the long shadow of the civil rights movement southern hip-hop helped me navigate the contemporary black south when i gathered with friends southern hip-hop was the soundtrack and if you're listening to this you just heard a sound clip of the most offensive thing that's ever been on this podcast yeah i'm gonna write yes. that down the timestamp oh, on that sorry, so i know where to Tara. drop it in <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry we gotta apologize to her more often um uh one thirty one one hour 39 in uh outcast uh white person doing blackface audio i'm gonna write that down in my notes here um it's a hell of a thing and yeah misha if you haven't checked that out you don't have to listen to the whole thing just listen to the first 30 seconds of that audio clip oh, yeah i see it fireside quarterly the art of speculation oof it's brutal it's fucking brutal and it's probably a fine article it's probably written well you know I, I, who knows uh, at aliens is a great fucking record i'm more of a f- I'm more of a fan of, uh, uh, well, a couple of their records, but I like uh, Southern Playlist of Cadillac of Music or whatever the hell it's called. Um, You know, the the things that you grow up with when you're a teenager and you're trying to find yourself. Um, Thoughts on Outkast, Misha? You're a big hip-hop person. Uh, Goody Mob is good. Okay, Um, you are such yeah, a fucking she's snob. A, she's, she's such a snob. She's being fucking hater. She's such a fucking snob. We all know this about about you. Um, at Crowley Head, um, we didn't do that. Let's say out at Crowley Head. Do you have any plugs, Misha? Do you want to? No, I don't fucking do shit. I I that's no, that's good. It's good. I look. I I, I It's cool um, to exist like in a space where like. Yeah, everybody I know has like releasing stuff and I don't fucking want to do that. I don't like you you shouldn't feel any pressure to ever like create content, which I I, I this podcast itself is like born less out of me like wanting to make something and more just like I got to talk to somebody about something. And that's why a podcast works for me because Siobhan is the same basically the same type of freak that I am with like, yeah, we, we just, just want something that is like good. Like if, if we're going to just record our dumbass conversations about things, uh, it should at least be presentable. Yeah. A platform to do three hours of fucking nonsense. And if somebody listens, that's great. Um, I mean, I, you know, I, everybody, every listener that listens to the show, I love you all. Um, even the bad ones, you know who you are. Um, shout I, out to Max. Shout out to bad Max <laughs> watching TV land. Uh, checking out tv land 24 7 uh we we got some we got some cool uh reviews on apple Podcasts. this one i never actually did this but uh this is so, Ooh, a new segment yeah well we don't get enough r- r- ratings or reviews to actually do this 
Um, but this one from Tehsid, T-E-H-C-I-D, back from August. Um, this is questionable. It's, it comes from a good place. And I don't, I, this person's probably listening and I don't want them to feel, um, like I'm insulting them. But what they say is, I feel so inadequate listening to WIG, uh, a, an acronym that I've never supported. <laughs> I always, I use the acronym as WIG. Everybody, which people, is funny. people it's, use it. It's, it's the WIG. It's, it's the, the WIG. WIG. I know, I know. I, I call it WHE. Neither it's, of us supports it as the WIG. The WIG. It's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you ever doubted that wrestling hipsters actually exist, Bucky and Siobhan are the de- very definition of it. Uh, anyway, Meltzer and Alvarez are dorks. So here's the thing: I don't. All true. I don't. But... I don't like being called that, but I cannot yes. argue with it. And also, Meltzer and Alvarez are absolutely dorks. Well, I think of us as being like the post-irony types. Like, yeah, like, I like, get. I mean, we're yeah, ironic, we're ironic shitheads, but also like the things we like are like no, we're like. We're very sincere about things. rehabilitate the Passion Brothers. We were fucking talking about <laughs> yeah, that gonna, last night. Like, that's the goal. Like, the ultimate goal gonna, of wrestling is gross. We're talking about how sick Bob Holly is in late uh, 2003, early 2004. And we're like, God, how sick would Bob – and I just go like, how sick would Bob Holly and Rey Mysterio versus the Passion Brothers for the tag titles yeah, have been? Yeah, it's great. We're trying that to been awesome. rehabilitate <laughs> the Damaja. Like that's that's the ultimate goal of this podcast is, to, is to explain like – the wasted potential of Johnny Jeter or something, <laughs> you know, um, that's the whole, and of course the notorious scumbag, Devin Moore. Yeah. Devin, yeah. And, and, you know, Stutzy and all the guys that we like, that should be beautiful. My Brad put out to pasture, but we, we, we still, you know, we hold, we hold this flame. Um, all right. Uh, no other movies where they talk about come anybody off the top of your head. I, uh, did Rules Don't Apply ever get uh It didn't nominated get nominated. For Wait, what was it? And you know it. And... Rules Don't Apply. Okay, so the last Warren Beatty movie about Howard Hughes. Oh, uh, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Yeah. So, um, long story short, uh, there is a scene in it with... Uh, what is the title of this movie? Say it one more time. Rules Don't Apply. Rules Don't Apply. Um, right. You can find it on uh, Amazon Prime. It's probably on Tubi. You can probably watch that motherfucker on Tubi. <laughs> You probably could. <laughs> so I I bought it on a strange whim for some reason. No, it's Beatty. Uh, ba- from... Beatty did fucking Reds and shit. Beatty's the sickest. Well, I, Reds is so I actually have no real experience with Beatty at all. So it's like, but I yeah, got it. You pronounce Dick, his fucking name wrong. Dick Tracy, Bullworth. Well, okay. Dick Tracy and Bullworth I've seen, but like the rest is sure. a blank to me. But I grabbed this on a whim because uh, it's got um, Alden, uh, Siobhan, you know how to say it. Alden Aaron, Aaron Rick. Uh, all, Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Him, and I love him from all the Francis Ford Coppola movies. You love and, him from uh, Han Solo movie. From Han Solo the movie. <laughs> did not see it. Did not see Me it. Me neither. Me neither, yeah. He's but, good um, in Hail Caesar. He is good in Hail Caesar. He's also good in Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar, yeah. a film with tons of good performances. A very actor but, movie. So there's a scene where him and uh, Lily Collins, they have like a, a weird, torrid, historical, on-again, off-again affair, and Howard Hughes is somehow involved. Lily Collins. I thought you said Lily Tomlin. Okay, sorry. Right. That would be more hilarious. That would be weird. Okay. But, um, but uh, at a certain point, he basically, uh, he proceeds to prematurely ejaculate into his khakis, and he wow. has to hide it because wow. Lily Collins is about to be chauffeured over the Howard Hughes by their... Uh, boss, Matthew Broderick, who's like the <laughs> personal assistant to uh, Howard Hughes. Great casting, I'm sure. I'm sure that's fantastic casting. It's, it is hilarious. And this has literally been how I've sold people on seeing this movie. It's like, no, there's literally <laughs> a whole scene that hinges around 
a man having cane in his fucking khaki. Awesome. Like, to call back to the classic peep show scene where uh, Mark just, just and, a hairy and turkey. Grinding, no, different one. Different Mark scene. and Dobby are grinding in uh, the office, uh, like fucking. Uh, Does closet. he come in his pants in that scene? He, he comes in his pants, and everyone, like all of Sophie and all of her minions, like. Set, they're laughing because they think he pissed himself, and but and on the narration he goes, "Little do they know that I came all into my pants." <laughs> and it's okay, I remember season. this. Oh, it's so good. I think it's it's the first uh, episode from that season. Let me ask: Have either of you watched The Leftovers? Nah. I, there's mm. there's this guy in the show, and I'm pretty sure it's his boss from Johnson. Yeah, it's his boss from Peep like Show, Johnson. and he that plays like a great. he's like a messianic cult leader. God, I hope it's not oh, just another black it. another another British black man. I hope I'm not like doing a thing here. Um, we'll just leave that. I hope it, yeah, well, let, let's hope. It's I'll write it. I'll write it down. I'll cut. I'll cut it out if it's not the same guy. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, the only other cum scenes I can come up with are like something about Mary, which is also Cameron Diaz. She's a she's a cummy actress for sure. Um, yeah. And that didn't get nominated for Oscars. And then I guess the piano teacher, the Michael Haneke movie, where she like, she's like sniffing the 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 the, the, the cum the cum napkins. Anybody? Isabel Huppert. Yeah. I, I think that was probably nominated. Probably nominated for for best foreign film. I don't. Who knows? Um, anyways, I just wanted to get that off my chest because that's what I was out there thinking about while I smoked a cigarette. Steve Carino. Versus Yoshihiri Tajiri, May 14th, 2000. ECW, what is this, Hardcore Heaven? This is Hardcore Heaven. From in, Milwaukee? Uh, from Mil- the Rave in Milwaukee. The ra- oh, the Rave. Is that Was that a music venue, I guess? Yeah, I think it's. it might be fucking attached to the Mecca. I don't know, but it's a cool-looking place, as always. Never been like to Milwaukee. I like these weird venues. I live pretty close to there now. Never that been. is the motherfucking guy. That is Patterson Joseph. Good work, Bucky. Okay. Holy Wayne Gilchrist. Okay, cool. You should watch The Leftovers. He's really good in it. It's a drama. Oh, no, no. Well, that, guy's, that guy's a beast. All right, cool. The same guy. Not this... problematic. I did it. He's I did it. He's, I, he's, he's sick. I said the, the the guy that I recognized from one thing was the same guy from another thing, and it wasn't that just me being ha- like. That episode also has the amazing scene with the fucking mugs where jo- he comes in. Johnson comes in. He's going and he deep on breaks... Peep Show. Let's do it. Yeah, he just breaks the <laughs> handle off of Sophie's mug like. Right, of course. And just like, who could forget this happened? iconic scene <laughs> from Peep Show? Watch Peep Show? Yeah, everybody should watch Peep Show. Watch it. It's so good. Misha, you've watched Peep Show? No. It's just a hairy turkey. Um, so we got we got from Hardcore Heaven. This is this is a proper motherfucking pay per view, right? Um, really, really quick, really quick, very briefly. So, Siobhan, uh was this where we saw the clip of Spike Dudley looking like Colby Carino? No, that was from like a TV episode of uh, Gianni. Right. But there is like a weird another There's one. There's a resemblance there. I could see that. Well, it's, it's, I'm starting to approve uh, Siobhan into the idea that maybe uh, Steve isn't actually Colby's dad. Because if you look at that one <laughs> screenshot we got off the network, it is astonishingly like it, it, it literally looks like they could be twins. It's not even like. So you're saying it's reason. Matt Heisen Jr., Colby Heisen. Uh, absolutely. I think is Spike that... Dudley wow. a better wrestler than Steve Carino? I would say yeah. They're very apples and oranges. I this don't know. This is 100% true. I don't know. 100% true. I want to talk or, about Carino. Or, I, or, I like, or, Carino is or, 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 listen, we're implying that Steve Carino is a cuck, and 
he's absolutely that. So. Yeah, well, we got to bring some stuff like that in every episode. It's always yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about cum and sissy uh, hypno videos and whatnot on this podcast. Every week, every week, we got to do it. Recipe um, Z bar. Uh, even if he was problematic, rest in peace. Regardless, dress you up in my love. One of the greatest fucking entrance themes of all time. I used it as a backyarder. <laughs> um, serious, actually, absolutely serious. Um, so first ever Jack Victory sighting on the pod. Right? What a what a yes. weird, what a weird career. <laughs> what a absolutely. fucking weird. What a weirdo. Um, what is Carino doing prior to this? We're, we're, I know nothing about his early career. Is he? Let me ask you. Is he good? Do we like him? Because he is. First of all, he's absolutely disgusting in the general, like, face department. Yes. I mean, like, he, like, okay, so I've came up with the theory that basically he is a proto-CM Punk, which is very easy to say. CM Punk, CM Punk could be perceived as an attractive man by some. <laughs> Not by me. That's why I've got a bunch of asterisks on that, but... Steve Carino's kind of like the ugly version of Adam Cole, though, so if you think about it, it's like... Oh. It's kind of like a lineage. It's like the face had to slowly morph... Into the idealized. You're hitting. Ra- the you're there. creating your Dark Souls 2 character and you're hitting randomize and it goes from Adam Cole slowly into Steve Carino. <laughs> Absolutely. Perfect. So, uh, Steve Carino here, he's uh, saying racial slurs to get heel heat. The, fi- the he, weirdest thing about this entire thing is okay, so on commentary. We, we with get Joey to say Styles, it. That's the thing. When we do this podcast, we get to say which racial slurs he said. And we have Joey we get Styles an artistic and, license. Uh, Don, and Don Callis as Cyrus, head of, the, head of the network, the evil stable that was supposed to represent TNN, because mm. Paul Heyman is not a subtle man. He's, and he's terrible. also an idiot. Don Callis as Cyrus is terrible. He's terrible on commentary here. He is terrible in the pro. Promos. I do not he, like Cyrus as a character. I don't like the, I don't like him as a character either. But is he worse than Gertner? No. Here's the issue. No. Joey I guess Styles not. brings everyone else down. So yes, including but Lenny he, the funny the, the wild thing here is okay. So after I believe it's after uh, Steve Carino calls Tajiri quotation mark quotation mark quotation mark. <laughs> this is him saying it. A slant-eyed bastard. As as well, uh, he also called him a Jap. Yes. Which is less offensive. I mean, I don't know. I, who am I to say what, which, uh, what's more Cyrus offensive? Goes shooting, which is so weird. Like, is this to imply that Steve Carino actually is a shoot racist? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know. what? We're, what? You know, look, it's been a long time since then. This was this was coming off the heels of a big war over there. <laughs> like, this was only like 55 years after, you know, <laughs> we're, we're still in the we're still in the hot period here. Uh, I don't know. I mean, hey, people were going to, you know, get uh, Pearl Harbor in a couple in a year or so. So yeah, yeah, I've never seen it. Michael it's Bay's all, classic. Only, I haven't fucking seen it. Only either. Michael Bay movie I haven't. Seen. Well, that's not true. I haven't seen two of the four Transformers movies he's did. He did, but I don't count those. Um, the yeah, Don Callis is bad on this. Um, but Carino, where did Carino come from? He's uh, he was doing like Cor- Coraluzo style, like uh, like New Jersey indies, or wh- where did he come from? Does anybody know? Did he I just? Know, up, I can figure that out. Up, you don't, but you don't know. You're gonna look it up. But I you... don't know off the top of my head. Obviously, he's a guy from Winnipeg. He's born in, I think, '73. Don't quote me on that. I don't so he's Canadian. Anybody... I forget that he's Canadian. Yeah, he's Canadian. Okay, As... I, I think I said 2001. By the way, this is from May 14th, 2000. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I. I. He's a guy that sort of appeared there, and I think the thing with Carino uh, trained by Tom Brandy. So yeah, that is the definition of a 
of a Coral Luzo belt guy. Okay, yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. So he's so he's a guy that I feel like was slotted into ECW, and we were told that he was like an old school technician or whatever, and we were all just like, okay, I know I know who Ric Flair is. Like I know I know what this is what this means. And, to quote and, you, to quote you, Bucky, uh, every oh wrestler in the '80s was a blonde guy who did a figure four. Absolutely, absolutely, and I would nobody can call me on that because it's absolutely one hundred percent true. Um, it's, it's, it was it true facts is what it is. Um, true facts stated. That's right. It's, uh, it's weird. I, I think I just accepted Carino was good without ever actually coming to the opinion if he was, whether he was good or not. Um, but yeah, I Misha Carino, have you seen much Carino? Not really. I, unfortunately, a lot of the Carino I've seen is like his late, ring of honor stuff and okay. so it's a lot of stuff where it's like uh is this guy good and a lot of people have told me no no he's actually not good and so i it's not something i've worked hard to confess that homicide feud i mean that mad no road barbed wire match is great well that's i'm like not talking about i'm not talking about like early you're talking about this much is the later. Whitmer feud. oh i don't even know about i i, I you get into we 20, need, well, 2010 we Ring of Honor. No, we won't. We'll never do any <laughs> no, of that. No, that's 2017 <laughs> Ring of Honor. You what? Know, like, I'm not... We, <laughs> we will absolutely do the match where he and BJ Whitmer stab each other in the head over and over while all, both wearing white and Kevin Sullivan is just there. Oh, you, you mean, you mean BJ, Whitner, BJ Whitmer doing his same exact match with Jimmy Jacobs for like the 10th time? Like, yes, but fuck here's that. the thing. Just watch him and no, Jimmy. Oh, oh, well, we'll watch him and Jimmy, and then we'll take care of this match in four years. It'll be for the Patreon. No, no, we're never doing it. It'll a... be for the Kickstart. The only way we're reviewing a Steve Carino match for the Patreon is if he donates to the Patreon. <laughs> you donate to the $6.66 tier. You would, you would do an Alice in Danger match before you do a Steve Carino match. I don't even know who that is. I've seen that. That's I don't even... sister. That's okay, cool. You don't remember Alice in Danger? I remember the name. I don't okay. know. I didn't. The women's wrestling in, on indie shows in that era, I fucking skipped it. it. I gotta be great. honest, I skipped the shit. I always skipped it. I didn't give a uh, shit. I like Simply Luscious because I like knew a couple of guys who had fucked her. <laughs> like, <laughs> she had made the rounds in Texas Indies, so I was like, oh, Simply Luscious, I know her. And then, you know, this Mickey is, I mean, and Daisy Hayes or whatever. I got into the, some of those matches, but no, I didn't watch any Alice in Danger matches. I wasn't watching the Sumi Sakai matches that were happening on those early 2000 shows. I didn't, I, I wasn't interested. And I know it's, I was a 13 year old boy. What do you want me to fucking do, you know? Now, now it's time, it's time to revisit some uh, Mercedes Martinez. And we will do that in five no, years. No, she's great. I, I we'll, will say. we'll do that when we do the Lufisto episode that you can't do because you'll just be. I'm, like, I want to fucking bury we'll do, my face in. We'll those do that episode of Sally, and it'll, it'll just be the grossest thing of all time. That's the episode we do with her. I all right. Well, I don't know if that came through in the audio, but I was being horny over here. Um, oh, you were absolutely being horny. Uh, yeah, Mercedes. Mercedes is cool. Yeah, Pause. I, I I I like some of these people now, but at the time, yeah, Alice in Danger. Who knows? Um, so Carino is he's good in this he's really good he does a hell of a blade job absolutely um, it it's comes poor, it's, it's unfortunately very well caught by the camera but that's not his fault yeah but it's also it's done it's done in a weird at, at a weird time because what he takes a, he takes like a huge stalling brain buster on the ramp like this is like a minute into the match um and it's like but jerry's been beating his ass the whole time yeah and he hit he, there's a tarantula in here early on before this too but he's this big brain buster on the 
the uh, platform ramp that goes all the way to the ring, right? Yeah. Um, I think my description of that, people know what that is, right? Early early 90s WCW shit. Um, the, the shit classic. that Bam Bam went and Taz went through the fucking... People know what this is. Okay. Um, so he busts him, he, he cuts himself off of a, a brain buster, implying that his head, his forehead, I guess, hit the hit the 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 wood and i don't know i don't know the logic behind cutting yourself off the, of I, I assume it's just like it's metal it's just fucking it's just brutal he was you playing up by it he's playing wrestlemania 2000 for the 64 and saw that like somebody got busted open that way he's like okay i guess that's a way i could do that um but yeah carino comes up bleeding a ton the crowd just i think the crowd's chanting fuck him up to jerry fuck him up yeah which is pretty early for that chant i don't know when that chant format that template started but i wouldn't have said 2000 i would have said like 2002 um so i was uh, you know excited to hear that that's a great chant fuck him up wrestler fuck him up um one of the best uh we get the sigiri bites him drinks his blood pretty cool you know cool cool guy yeah, there's a, a great uh, Sto- joey styles commentary line what would possess a man to do this? And it's like Steve Carino just called him racial slurs. Like, four <laughs> minutes ago, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And also blood, you know, it has a flavor to it. Sometimes you're just in the mood for it. Um, there's Tree of Woe dropkick again. And again, Tachiri, just one of the best to do that, to do that spot. Like plenty of people do a bad Tree of Woe dropkick. Any, any names come to mind? I feel like what dreamer, I guess. Is that right? Some people do the weird one where they drop kick them in the stomach while they're in the tree of woe. It's such a. I mean, I think the tree of woe drop kick is sort of. People are just like now moving on to like just doing bad version of the warrior's way and shit. Uh, the double stomp, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's bad. Like they, that's a that's a really poor evolution of that spot. <laughs> I, I don't I don't care for it. I don't care for it. Um, yeah, only yeah. key only key is allowed yeah i you know what i like uh alberto del rio's ones that he did to Callisto like on the apron i i have there there are some times i've seen that spot it, and I've been back okay when dragon it. lee was still like, yes human, absolutely that was great absolutely there's some really good ones some dragon lee hiromu shit um hit him he hit me with the hiromu um hiromu me hiromu um, wayne murdoch god drake drake younger <laughs> <laughs> calling out Vix on on Instagram. What a what a scene. What a scene. Um and there but he okay, so Tajiri hits him with the drop kick and blood spat uh, splatters in the fucking camera. Like, yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, you you know, that's the good stuff. When you see the camera go out of focus cuz you know that there's just droplets on there and they have to cut to another camera. That's that's classic shit. That's classic shit. And it's always like, okay, because I think I've said this before, the ECW camera work, which is like explicitly designed to be dynamic and mm-hmm. go with the moves, and it looks fantastic, honestly. I think it has aged incredibly well. I actually, I've, I have I have written down Paul Greengrass. Um, I, I think like, <laughs> the, like, yeah, Born Supremacy or whatever, like, like it's very much the, the right kind of shaky, chaotic camera work. Um, yeah, because they'll stay with long shots, and yeah. it'll be like on a, st- but it'll just go with the in- movement. It's not like people doing things, and then it's just like there's no a, flourishes a sh- for the sake of flourishes. It's it's going with the flow of what's in the ring. Yeah, it's one of it's some of the best 
directed camera work uh, for wrestling of all time. It's it's not Futen level, but it's it's fucking close. It's yeah. some of the best. In well, the Fu- Futen is just Dogma ninety five shit. Um, Misha, you're a, a film connoisseur. How do you feel about the way this this match is shot? Um, it's pretty fantastic, honestly. It's just a lot of it is just like you get like the one still shot of an action, and then it's just like just lingers there for a little too long and mm. it's just like the impact it doesn't feel like dynamic or anything it's not following the motions as much as it's just making sure let's get two guys killing each other in the shot as much as possible kind of to a detriment at times but i'm specifically thinking of this is getting jumping ahead but when we get to the finish when Tajiri starts doing the flurry on carino and it's just like you know at that point it's like how this is all going to turn out it's like there's so much you could do, and instead it's just like no, just like catch it, like just pay attention and watch as Carino like kind of sort of sells, which is fine because he's supposed to be half dying from blood loss, and fucking Kajiri is just like lighting him the fuck up, and it's just like yeah, no, like fucking like you don't need anything else, you just let the fucking moment sell itself. Yeah, yeah, no, there's good close-ups, and there's good, it's it's like, there's nothing, like, super fancy about the way it's shot or anything, but it's not Riptide wrestling, obviously. No. But it's, it, it, it captures the, the feel, and it doesn't, it's not like, it's not like whoever's shooting this is trying to make their own, they're not trying to make their own, uh, uh, you know, independent fucking art film, they're here to, they're here to shoot the wrestling, but they do it in a way that's like, uh... Spots look big as shit. They look fucking big. Yeah. Yeah. They have, they they feel that there's visceral impact, which is extremely the Paul Lee thing. Like you can hear him saying, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, gore, gore, gore." <laughs> right. Ah! Yeah. I want to see the blood. <laughs> it's a this really this tiny fuck. It's a really good, uh, like cohesive sort of feel visually with with the action in the ring. Uh, Carino is very bloody. Very, very bloody. Um, he, he's, he, what, he gets out of the tree of woe at some point, um, and then he gets put, like, right back in it, and then the chair happens. <laughs> like, they put a chair in his face and he does it again. Uh, back to, Jack Victory hit, hit, hits the ring here a couple times, um, and stops him, and Carino gets out of the tree of woe and delivers a big super kick, which, as a, like, transitional move, was not a huge thing in 2000, I don't think. Um, which makes me, Ask the question: Is Carino like one of the godfathers of the, of the 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 Mimi super kick? As <laughs> like a, it's a big moment that. Like... Well, he was the fucking guy who loved to call the super kick party shit so much on the most out of anyone ever uh, when he was doing the ROH commentary. Oh but sure, actually, okay. He has a lot of various kicks, which are sort of he has like a leg lariat. Oh, he's got match. good strikes. That leg lariat is. Very good. That's like it's, it's very mo- good. Malenko, Malenko esque. His stuff looks all all of his stuff looks good, but it's so weird. Like he does his uh, Hiroshi Hase in like suplexes. He does a, mm-hmm. uh, like Northern Lights. He does a, a Fisherman's. Uh, yeah, he has a little. Know. He has a little like combo, like a little sequence where he hits like three fancy bridging suplexes. Which when you do that, when you're <laughs> when you do those in a row, it's just like all right, dude. There's another Chill thing. Out. It's very, it's very un. It's like this is the king of old school, huh? It's like such a weird, and I think it's a like a like an ironic gimmick to an extent, but it is also like, what exactly is he supposed to be? What the fuck is Steve Carino? What's well, also I, really funny to see his like 
like uh, uh, Jessica Biel in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake looking ass, just covered in blood and shitty, hitting perfect fisherman suplexes. <laughs> like, that's a little ridiculous to me. It's I don't very know. strange. It's a, Some of his comeback spots are very good. Some are, like, a little much. Uh, it's a, great, it's a really a, fun match. Don't get me wrong. It's I, great. I mean, he's... yeah, there's, like, Tajiri kicking the chair in his face that goes flying out of Karina's hands and nearly hits the camera. Yeah. That's fucking that's great. That's a great so spot. Many... That, that, it, it, that, like, literally flies in. I think it hits the camera lens. Um, it, it, it's like a drop kick, right? And it, it bounces yeah, off Yeah, like a standing flies. drop kick. It's like, uh, that, that, I, I think that <laughs> legitimately, like, knocked into the camera because I feel like you can almost hear it on the footage. Um, yeah, it's it's a chaotic match. This is this is what Tajiri did in ECW. He would do these like really um usually pretty short, like 10 11 minutes. And I know Tajiri can go long. We've we've seen it in like his later Japanese career, but I think this is such a sweet spot for him because he really gets how to I, I think with like the TNN shows, I think he knows how to work a good pace and have like a dead spot for a commercial break, which obviously he gets even better at when he's like a SmackDown guy. Uh, there's an art to that, you know. There's an art to like having a having a section in your match that's headlocks so that the fucking you don't waste any of your good shit while they're playing Castrol DTX ads or whatever. Yeah. Like, I think uh, he really. You watch him move around the ring, and Carino is. He, Tajiri leads this match. Carino is sort of feeding into him, right? Is kind of how I, how I see this. Carino does hit some big moves, but this feels like a Tajiri match. Like, Absolutely. More, more than anything. Um, and they do, you know, they hit the big spots. Torino has, uh, Torino, Carino ha, uh, gets caught in a Tajiri. Um, uh, Jack Victory comes in to break that up and Tajiri. Yeah, uh, Carino grabs an abdominal stretch. Uh, right. Tajiri see, pretty seamlessly turns it into an octopus stretch. Jack Victory uh, comes in to try and break it up. Tajiri immediately missed him, which is fucking great. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good missed, and and Victory there's takes a great it, like a, a nice like, really looking well. double clo- springboard, double clothesline that he uh, Tajiri does to the two of them on the ramp. On the ramp, yeah, that's a good spot. Yeah, there's it's there's a ton of shit. Carino hits a really big power slam uh, after the octopus sequence like this is all very tight you know um and and then uh misha was saying the the sort of kick and jab combo that gets unleashed by tajiri on carino uh towards the end just the crowd goes fucking nuts and the finish of this is perfect it's just, you know it's a for me perfect um is this the wait is this the one we had to do it twice no that was no, a super that, was, that was a super crazy trick. match okay so the the double stomp through the table here works so well. Uh, Karina's on the table. Jerry does the top rope double stomp, which looked quite a bit different in 2000. You know these double stomps people be doing nowadays? <laughs> Where they like, oh, it's like a cannonball yeah. and they like the, the fucking uh, uh, what, Finn Devitt shit. Anybody hate this fucking thing? <laughs> There's a lot of bad double stomps now. Like East, I mean, it like it's not like fucking. Nobody has like the, nobody's like doing like the Sanjay dot like fucking moonsault. Uh, <laughs> yeah, stomp. But nobody's but doing just, that. It's just like I don't know. It's so it's not, they're just not as good. They're, well, they all uh, saw this... Loki do it, right? Everybody saw Loki do it, and they all decided to do it the same way. But then none of them are as good at it. Like Shane Strickland's finish, like good lord, like just horrible, horrible fucking variations of this move. I just want to make sure I'm not alone in this. No, no. 
fucking bugs me. Really bugs me. This is a nice double stomp. Chair table explodes. Explodes in perfect fashion. Maybe it was gimmicked. Who knows? Maybe they gimmicked perfectly. I don't know. Uh, really cool match though. I, for years, I always thought this the chair slide spot that happens in the super crazy match. I thought it was here, and it, I feel like it makes more sense because Carino's like bloody, ugly, fucking disgusting Dark Souls character creation randomizer looking ass face. Um, ducking the sliding chairs. That seems more like a spot that's memorable. Super Crazy's like a good looking guy. Like <laughs> him dipping his face down there is less exciting, but Carino's like extremely inbred, like, you know, multiple generations of white Canadians having sex with each other, uh, within a family sort of looking ass face. You know what I'm talking about? Like a face that's like really gross, like a really, and I just want to emphasize how bad of a face Steve Carino has. <laughs> I just want to say, like, I just want to make sure that this is not lost on anybody listening or on either of you two. It's a really disgusting mug on this motherfucker. He is a one of the ugliest people that has ever been like close to a star in wrestling. And if his forehead, if his forehead was like honestly three inches shorter, <laughs> it would honestly be like marginally better but the problem is he has like this frankenstein head and the mullet on top and so you just it ends up like you get like a what's it uh, uncanny valley effect so yeah just, like something he looks like off. a sim he looks like a fucking sim it's like... <laughs> he's it's... got like he's got like that bulldog face he looks more like a dog than fucking uh than Rick Steiner. He does. He has a bulldog face, but it's only the second, like the bottom half of his face. Yes, because yes. the rest of it is all forehead. I don't know. Also, I don't, terrible facial hair. I don't like love making fun of people's appearances, but I Steve Carino deserves it because he's a fucking pretentious piece of shit who shoehorns bridging fisherman suplexes into a match where he should not be able to do a bridge at all because he's lost so There's much blood. There's a line where Joey Styles says, "We need to get after this match ends. We need to get." Steve Crino to a hospital immediately because we do not have the medical staff here to take care of him. <laughs> and I love how he just admits to it on Safe Work. Yeah, we have, there's, yeah, there's so, no, there's, like, OSHA is not down. OSHA Let's... fucking violations <laughs> all over the place here. That rocks, that rocks. Yeah, I, I always have that chair slide spot. I don't know. What's in this? Mandela effect. Look it up. R slash and so on, you know? <laughs> Y'all yeah. you, like to go on that, that site? Y'all ever go on there? Reddit? No. Check, out, check out some <laughs> threads. No. What is that? Me neither. Me neither. Just kidding. Um, main event time. Main event, main event time. time. And actually, before, anybody have anything else to say about Steve Carino's horrible face? Uh, what about <laughs> his uh, weird, paunchy body? That's good, too. But see, that's, I, I support that. I support paunchy bodies, but he's, he's such a goofy motherfucker. He doesn't wrestle like know. a paunchy guy. He doesn't wrestle like a paunch. Yeah, a paunch. You remember, remember the paunch jokes from Frisky Dingo? Uh, I, he doesn't really have the right energy for... Because he, he could be that, though. Like, he could have... Like, there, there's an alternate universe where Steve Carino gains a little more weight, and he's just... Uh, 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 what's his name? from The FMW guy from late on. Not Ganeske? Yeah, no, not Ganeske. The fucking... The, Kanemura? Not Kanemura, the other one. Fuck. Whatever. Um, yeah, no, no, that's not him either. Bad boy Hito? No, not bad. Maybe, Fuyuki? Yeah, Fuyuki is who I'm talking about. Footloose. That's who I'm talking about. There's a, there's a universe where Steve Carino is just Kodo Fuyuki. <laughs> but he didn't he didn't need enough, you know, <laughs> raw 
Raw fish. I'm now was... imagining uh, <laughs> fucking Steve Carino booking FMW into oblivion, which yeah. is honestly really plausible. So. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot he of sense. He was there riding uh, the fucking coaster uh, af- on and zero one after Hashimoto. Died. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it seems possible. Fu- His version of the AWA in America, yeah. led by uh, Ricky Landell. <laughs> no, didn't I love the uh, game of twenty questions we played while I tried to get to Kota Fuyuki. Or Samson Fuyuki, or take your pick. Ricky Fuyuki. Ricky Fuyuki. There's so many. Yeah, Footloose. Great team, great team. Great team. Uh, thank you for taking that journey uh, with me, for walking the walking the the path. Walking the King's Road? Walking, walking, the, uh, walking the frontier with me. Um, the dying days of the frontier. Main event time. Main to, event time. Tajiri. Simply Tajiri. all caps, Tajiri? He's with, not all caps, Tajiri Not yet. all caps yet? Okay, that's late. Okay. Tajiri. Who's this Tajiri? One one name? Who is this guy? Tajiri versus Rey Mysterio, not Junior. And I have this written down as some SmackDown that aired not in 2003. Now, Siobhan. It aired, yeah. It aired, Siobhan, uh, it we, got, we got to talk about this. You make these docs for us, right? You're the, yeah. You're the, you're the you look, you listen, listen, you're, I appreciate the work you do so much. The the amount of this, the, the putting the links in, getting everything together, selecting the matches, you do so well. Stop putting the taped dates. You gotta stop because I'll tell you what we talked about this a couple episodes ago. We talked, <laughs> but There's so many bullshit air dates. I can't fucking. But, what the fuck is the air date for the ECW shit? I don't fucking know. Just write down what's on the network. I don't know. Here's the thing. All right, I watch this on the TV, the Roku TV, so I don't get to click the link that you you put in the doc. I have to go search uh, for it, and I'm looking through. You didn't say if it was SmackDown. I didn't know if it was a pay per view or. <laughs> I didn't say that. So I'm I'm looking for for the whatever WWE show took place on December 30th, 2003. And because it was taped in 2003 but aired in 2004, it took me like 10 minutes to find this match. I do, but that's when you fucking search Mysterio Tajiri. Like, you know, with a Roku remote? You could, it would have taken me 5 minutes longer. Roku works. <laughs> Well, it's got arrows and an OK button. Just that sounds like, imagine that sounds how fucking, bad that is. That sounds like fucking dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's really bad. But that's neither here nor there. It's really We're bad. We're just here We are here. Well, in December 30th, uh, 2003, airing on uh, second, New Year's think, Day second, okay, 2004 New Year's, okay. yeah. <laughs> for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Your champion, Tajiri, accompanied by uh, mm. Akio and Sakota. Jimmy Wang against- Yang. And Ryan Sakota, you never know her name, and your uh, fucking challenger, Rey Mysterio, from Laredo, Texas. Have you ever been to Laredo, Bucky? Ah, uh, I don't think so. I've been to El Paso. I don't I think I've been to Laredo. I don't even know where. It, I mean, it's, I know it's out west, but I don't know. It's on the border. Shit. Okay, it's like it's like north, like further up. Because I've been to I've been to the valley. You know, I've been to the uh, uh, what's our boy Eduardo. Eduardo Martinez. Yeah, we've been. I've been to his area. I, I like spent six weeks in Brownsville. I've been to Corpus Christi, obviously, but like, never. I don't think I ever made it to Laredo. I don't think so. It's not a town you drive through. I think you have to go off the beaten I guess, path. Yeah. You don't pass through it when you're driving down I-10. I don't think. You know. You know. There, there's there's a kid from there. I do. I do. He's very. And he good. likes to go to Build a Bear. I've seen him. I've seen him work live. Actually, I've seen, I've him. Seen him work live too. He He's great. Probably yeah, the, yeah. Laredo Kid had the match of the night at MLW. We love Laredo Kid. No, no doubt, no doubt. Um, Against Myron Reed, uh, wearing the fucking uh, 
a fucking weird chest protector. That's when the guy, uh, the Kenny King fan, uh, the dude in the wheelchair, you talked about the yells Kenny at King Jordan fan. Oliver. Yeah, yeah you... that's when he, that's the match where he yells at Jordan Oliver. Yeah. My obsession. Uh, Jordan Oliver, the white Taichi, young dagger dick. Young uh, dagger he, dick. Uh, Vincent Cassell Jr. Yeah, you asked me. All right, we're getting off topic. <laughs> but you were like, you asked me if I thought that he looked like Vincent Cassell, and I was like, I don't. So Vincent Cassell. All right. So for people who don't know, Vincent Cassell is uh, one of probably the biggest French film actors of the '90s, and sort of he's an irreversible. The last 30 years. Yeah, the last probably. Years, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, I think I feel like the '90s. I feel like that was that movie. Yeah, Lahane, and there's like a there's a movie he did with Monica Bellucci that I think was remade as a Josh Hartnett movie, that's really good and weird. I don't know. I've seen a lot of that shit, and then he's in Ocean's Twelve, and he's, you know, he's around. That's we- what inspired it. I was watch. I decided to watch the Oceans movies. Oh yeah, Who, of course. You let's just watch the shittiest fucking. Hollywood blockbusters of all time, the fucking movies that are just literally about. Well, you fucking hate, just hate Soderbergh. I don't hate Soderbergh. You hate him a little bit. Right. I'm the biggest fan of Bubble of anybody you know. Bubble's fucking great. Bubble's great. <laughs> I, I, I really like... Uh, no, he didn't do Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. He's, he's executive that, pro- he produced uh, that was it. Clooney. He, he that produced was it. Clooney. All right. Yeah, whatever. Uh, no, I, I think Written that... By Charlie Coffin. The face of Jordan Oliver is not nearly... Yeah, great script. The face of Jordan Oliver is not nearly as grotesque. As Vincent Cassell. Vincent Cassell also, of course, in Eastern Promises. The... I mean, Vincent Cassell is looking extremely haggard right now. I watched uh, The World Is Yours. No. Really, okay. I think I talked about it before, really fucking good a French uh, crime movie yeah, from yeah. 2018, also starring an extremely gorgeous Isabella Gianni, who, and uh, entering her 57th decade. On yeah, this she's planet. like 74 or something. <laughs> yeah. Great. What's Looks the what's so the scary. possession? Is that the movie with her? Fantastic. Yeah. Um, we're on a tangent though. Uh, Vincent Cassell. Vincent Cassell is, is, he... is like he. Vincent Cassell is a French perception of like a hot guy, which means he basically looks like uh, the the giant Matthew McGorry who was in Big Fish. <laughs> right <laughs> fucking tiny firefly yeah yeah i i think people know who i'm talking about the guy who's gonna play andre the giant the andre the giant biopic and then he died because he had fucking gigantism a pituitary disorder or some shit um he actually went to the same college great <laughs> i'm saying that vincent cassell fucking looks no he looks like him i fucking did i send you the screenshot or did i send that to you Misha? I, I didn't I get a screenshot i can say i, I you sent me the screenshot of him in the boat. I just, oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Well, thought... No, no, he's in his estate uh, at fucking Lake Como, which is actually Clooney's estate. Ocean's 12, I got a review. It could have been a great movie, but it's not. The what, Isn't there, like, an apartment that, like, moves? It's like a building that, like, shifts? Yeah, they move a building. I hate that fucking again. movie. Ocean's 12 is the worst Soderbergh no, movie. No, Ocean's 12 is, Ocean's 12 is actually sick. It doesn't really make any sense. Bruce Willis kind of, plays like, himself? Yeah, it's supposed Ugh, to be some, fuck it's, that movie. It's a, a Euro jerk off bullshit movie. Fuck that awesome. movie. It's so bad. But it's it, so bad. I'll tell you what. I, I I got my my phone buzzed and I opened it up and then I looked and uh, apparently I, I forgot that I did this, but I was looking up the film Cube Two Hypercube while I was out there smoking. Fucking would be man. It's <laughs> <laughs> unrelated, but it's also available for free on Tubi. So if anybody's uh, Jordan watched, Oliver, Jordan Oliver I is a nice looking man. Uh, love Nicole DeBoer. Love Nicole DeBoer. Yeah, she's great. Uh, she's in. I think she's in an episode of Twin Peaks: The Return. Um, yeah, Hell yeah, yeah. Cube is good. Um, no, I, uh, Jordan Oliver's cool, uh, and he's a good-looking guy. Jordan Oliver. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Even if he doesn't uh, 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 yet appreciate the white Taichi nickname. 
I'll I mean, I, I, I just tweet it at him every day, and he'll, he'll, both of you. I'm not going to do it, but. Well, he, uh, he's threatened to block uh, <laughs> both of us just at the near hint. I think he's like, he's probably one of those guys who has only seen like recent Taichi. He hasn't, he's not like going Recent Taichi's good. No, no yeah, I'm but... not, listen, but he's like got the, the, the Osprey fan perception of Taichi. Like, oh, this fucking guy? Like, he hasn't gone oh. back to Taichi get bullied by Kawada. Just like, get the fucking ring. Ah! Which is literally the Jordan Oliver archetype. Once he understands that, then he'll Yeah, young, again. skinny dipshit Taichi Ishikari, when he still had his fake surname, that is 100%. They look exactly alike. Uh, I, except I, one is Japanese and one is one is an American white boy. I think Taichi uh, coming out as like a J-pop star... Oh, is, is not visual K. Uh, Taichi is great. I, I love this. Yeah, but guy. I think that's I think not he's the best guy in the company. That's not that far away from Jordan Oliver's like pseudo. Check out my latest on Dat Piff sort of character that he sometimes plays. Right? Like he's it's no, really think, not. He's 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 a, he's a SoundCloud rapper, right? That's I, his gimmick. Yeah. To an extent, I mean, in MLW, he's the white guy in the Injustice Stable, which is now just a tag team of him and Myron Reed, because Cotto Brazil left. Shame. Love, you love Cotto Brazil, but right. oh well. Stop talking about Cotto Brazil every episode. Stop <laughs> talking about Cotto Brazil four times an episode, motherfucker. But no. Uh, this match is awesome. All right, Ray versus Tajiri. So we need to talk about, uh, this is for the WWE Cruiserweight title. Um, did these two ever wrestle each other singles again? Did it happen a couple times, maybe? It might happen once or t- once, but this is right before Tajiri gets sent to Raw. And he has a really good run on Raw, no doubt. What's, but the, what's like, the Raw run? What does he do there? Oh, he's always he's a babyface. He has the feud with Triple H, and, he's some, and some really good oh, six-man yeah. tags and stuff. And then he ends up... A horrible uh, time. With... A horrible time for Raw. 04 it Raw is a... brutal... There's some real dog shit in that. I mean, that leads into the fucking Michaels Triple H feud. But him and T- mm-hmm. but he gets he makes the most because this is fucking Tajiri. The best, we might be like a top three guy in the company at that point, getting the most out of uh, this son, this fucking gassed up son of a bitch. Sure, sure, yeah, and yeah. He, he's he's making him sell and take his bombs and the shit. And Tajiri the Triple, Triple H, H match is really good. There's one in particular. I don't know if they had multiple, but there's one that's it's like on Raw, right? It's on TV. Yeah, there's a TV, and then there's there's some like a good tag stuff. It's like a lot of fun to watch Tajiri interact with all of those guys. And sure. Tajiri is a babyface; it's always great. Well, and okay, prior so... to this, he's also teaming with Regal, right? The Regal stuff is what O two. No, well, there's the Regal stuff from like the invasion, but then they reunite in 2005. That's when they win uh, the tag titles off of. Law oh, see, Resistance, I, I've never. The... I wasn't watching then. I, I yeah, mostly know their the... their that's... like earlier stuff. Yeah, that's when they win the tag titles off a of La Resistance at the Saitama uh, Superdome and shit, which is like one of cool. the biggest Raw crowds ever. That, that they, wait, no, they shot an episode of Raw at the Saitama Superdome. Yeah, uh, okay. Raw and SmackDown. All right. This is okay. They only have one more singles match after this, and it doesn't even go three minutes. Yeah, because that's two minutes and fifty nine seconds. This is a mega dream match in the midst of like a really solid WWE Cruiserweight title run. Now, how do you feel? Like Misha, do you have any thoughts on the WWE Cruiserweight title from this era? Have you watched a lot of this stuff? Uh no. So, do you know that like they brought in like Ultimo Dragon and shit? Yes, I listen. I know very well that they brought in Ultimo Dragon <laughs> and shit because I'm apparently the only person who still has nostalgia for Ultimo Dragon on this fucking planet. Mm, I do. In this apartment. 
Yeah. Talk about that. No. Talk about that. I like Ultimo. I just like. I just like bitching about him for being a war criminal for giving us Dragon Gate. <laughs> Actually, he gave us Torimon. I don't know who exactly. There are a lot of people, but I blame Ultimo, the. I, listen, Shima gave us Dragon Gate. And Shima did Shima not. And Gate. I I blame. Shima was good at fucking MLW. He's just old. I blame the Florida matchup. brothers. All right, Linda the Florida Moon was brothers. Good. T-Hawk saved, helped save the crowd. You Jesus fucking Christ. you shut your fucking mouth. It's the Florida brothers' fault. It's flying oh, Kid Ichihara that did this. It's Shin- it's unironically. It's Shingo Sakagi. Yeah, he's the worst person. He's the worst wrestler of all time. Um, so we just lost two listeners by saying that. <laughs> also, uh, let's just blame uh, let's just blame all of them. Yeah, they're all bad. Except, uh, except Dragon Kid, still cool. Very cool. K Ness, great. K Ness is also great. Yes. Uh, who knows? He's probably dead now. Um, Ray's body is incredible here. Can we talk about Ray's fucking abs? <laughs> Ray is you, Ray's a damn washboard. That's undeniable. He is definitely on oh, the, the, well, the juice. Bad. He got that thing on him for sure. Sorry, Misha. No problem. What's, what, uh, you, you got thoughts? Oh, no, I'm saying all 12 of those abs. Yeah. Like... <sighs> Cartoonish. It's great. It's great. I would, uh, yeah, I would. I would, yeah. I'm trying to be horny about Rey Mysterio now, but it's kind of weird because <laughs> he's, he's like so little. He's like five. He's like five foot zero. Like I, I don't know if I could fuck a man. That I could. I, I definitely could. I just couldn't let him fuck me. Is all I'm saying. Uh, but he's a real uh, tiny man overachiever. Definitely on that thing. Um, but you know what I like? You know what I like doing? Watching a little. What is that like that you like doing? I like watching a little SmackDown TV from O two to O four. One match. I like watching. Ab- I like watching one match. It's so Absolutely. good. Absolutely. You know what I like to. Uh, you know what I like the, the sonorous tones of Michael Cole and Taz. Yes. Unironically, it's great such a team. Good team. Great it's team. A great team. It's one. It's one of the best teams in the co- history of the company. Maybe which is such a funny thing to think. It's, but it's definitely true. the best work Cole has ever done. And it's and Taz would never be as good if anyone else. Yeah. I mean, his oh, yeah. DNA is cartoonish. I never will. I haven't seen a lot of that. I mean, I hear. I you know, know people think close. he's really funny in AEW, and I, maybe him and Shivani, if they're if it's that them as a pair, I could see because obviously that that is a that is a pseudo dream pair because sure. Shivani's no no Taz Taz is a great uh, David Crockett. <laughs> yeah. Right. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Tony. Give, give it to Tony. 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 Oh I man, I love that you David know what I'm talking about. Tony. I know. Tony. You, I don't know Tony. if we, have we ever talked about that before on this show. I love. Oh, I love that. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, we've talked about that at three in the morning. At it's least great. Once. I love David Crockett. Taz is David good Crockett's too. David Crockett's great. He so, did sabotage uh, the Shockmaster. Actually, I don't believe that theory. No, it's Oli. But it was still, clearly Oli wanted to. He was like, was "You're gonna make Oli. me do this voice. I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna. All right, fine. His helmet's gonna fall off, and then I'm still gonna commit to the Darth Vader bit." For this fat, your fat cocksucker yeah. brother-in-law and this yeah. shiny, yeah, fuck you, Dusty. purple. It's so uh, funny. We, we, we will never, this is the most we'll ever talk about the Shockmaster, but it's so funny that it was clearly a hit on Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> Just to make him look like shit. Um, all right. They do some very oh, chill. They do some very cool, very chill lucha shit to hang out slash study to. Tajiri's like the master of like four different disciplines of mat work. 
Like he's so yeah. good. He can do just so a, good at shoot. He can do classic Japanese. He can do, he can just do American do headlock show. and head scissor trading yeah. and shit. Like, he, and then, yeah, he does this kind of shit. Uh, Mysterio hits some like positively quack and bush bullshit, like, you know, overtly bullshit, fucking flourishy arm drags, which is great. Obviously, obviously that's what Lucha yeah, Libre partially is. doing it and not some nerd in a black t-shirt. Yeah. It's not, well, it's, a, it's a black, it's okay, a, okay. it's a, it's a under armor. It's not a t-shirt. When, okay, I have What's a t-shirt? That's not what a t-shirt looks like. Speaking of black t-shirt, the other half of the black t-shirts, well, actually third, one third of the, because we don't ever talk about Don Montoya ever again after I mention him here. Don <laughs> I like Don Do Montoya. Do you <laughs> agree or disagree that Reckless Youth kind of looks like Michael Lollig? I haven't. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to picture, I mean, I, so I have Party Monster in my brain better than I have what well, Reckless Youth. That's going Macaulay Culkin, yeah. I, I can't think of even what fucking, what's his name, Tom, what the fuck? Tom Carter. Carter. I can't even think of what Tom Carter's face looks like. I'm it sorry. I can't. It's, <laughs> it's like a midway point between Michael Alleg and DJ Hyde. So, yes. You know. yes. Jesus Christ. How do we always come back to like a midway point between some guy who like committed a murder and DJ Hyde? <laughs> DJ Hyde. <laughs> this is what he looks like. Yeah. If you let Deej tell it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. You just, got, you just got to come back and uh, give uh, Danny the uh, rights to Cage of Death. Sure. Yeah. Let him have it. He can but I, it. but anyway, there's so much. I, I, mean, I, I have written down a bunch of shit here, but I'll, I was very fucked up by this point. I barely remember this match, but I have some notes that are great. Like, he goes for the 629 and he drop cocks. <laughs> Yay. So I'm really having a hard time, right? I have He comes around for the 6W9, gets his body. Oh, I remember the spot. Okay. So. Mysterio goes for a 619 at one point. Sakota is outside the ring. Uh, Tajiri, like, rolls backwards. Sakota catches Mysterio by, like, the upper legs and sort yeah. of, like, giant swings him briefly just to the floor. Like a, like a, like an awesome um, spine buster, you know? Yeah. Just nails him on the ground. The, uh, the interference spots here are fucking incredible. And it's, like... Like disgusting to watch. So you even think about like modern New Japan trying interference spots compared to the. This is this I don't is like the way you want interference. This is like the fucking roadie doing shit for Jeff Jarrett against Shawn Michaels. This is this is beautiful. I this think is, it, it almost feels like uh, like uh, some like like infernales or like you know like like the the classic. Uh, like lucha trio, like Rudos, like yeah, they, working they, on coordinated spots. Yeah, like, like they're they're all teams. yeah, they're all just owning El Dandi like over and over. Like except it's just a singles match, and the two guys are wearing like dress shirts, and they look good. By the way, Sakota and, and uh, Jimmy Yang both looking real good here. Um, th- this match is like such a perfect example though of uh, of like Tajiri's role at this time. He's like just the he's like the quintessential like twelve minute match TV TV match maestro. Like I said before, you know he like he he knows how to work a commercial break. Um, he's just got perfect pacing for TV. He has long control segments as a heel, and and he never lets the babyface get on offense during a commercial break. He would never. He knows exactly when the cameras are back on, and that is when they're starting to build towards the babyface comeback. Like he is, he is truly a fucking early 2000s WWE TV fucking maestro. You know, he like like a Finley later on or Finley earlier on even in WCW. Yeah. Like these these are guys who totally know 
how to adapt their work for a certain environment. And sometimes that environment is, okay, I'm going to do the opener on SmackDown. It's going to be an 11-minute match. There's going to be two commercial breaks during it. So we got to we got to know when those are, and we got to fit the shit in in the right spots. And he's great. He's so yeah. good. There's so much, and there's just a ton of. I mean, they have such great chemistry. So it's, they've worked together enough that like like they're up here. They're um, relatively later on in the match, but it's such a nice spot. Uh, Tajiri fucking kills Ray with a run, with a liger bomb, like a pitch, like oh like yeah, fucking picture perfect. A liger bomb looks like Ray snapped in half. Yeah, that's that's right there at the at the end. It's a good it's a good near fall too. Um and I think there's there's a lot of other stuff that happens uh in Like in... the stuff with uh, him working over Ray's leg and Ray being, you know, Ray's a great seller and he knows how to like he's still going to have to run and do all of his offense, but he knows how to limp into it and make it look consistent and but the Jerry's always there to cock, to crowbar him and just throw him into the turnbuckles and just make him just make him fucking eat shit all the time. It's I mean, there's that beautiful uh, Ray's going for a, uh, like, he goes for the uh, West Coast Pop, the uh, Springboard Rana, but he missed yeah. but it's not, he he doesn't really have the uh, landing on it because of, uh, presumably because it's supposed to be, like, because his leg is fucked. Well, so he, that- he does, he does, a, he, la- he he hits the target on the West Coast Pop, goes for yeah. the, does he go for the Rana, or what happens there? It ends up being, like, a seated senton. Okay, and and then but then Tajiri rolls through, has the leverage, grabs it like a very deep half crab. Like, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, Mysterio's incredible at selling every little movement, every little, you know, every every step to the side that should be routine, and you see that he's struggling. That's what he does. Um, there's a good moment in this where Ray hits a second rope Frankensteiner, and Taz says, "That's the classic luchador style." Which is, you know, I mean, there's no, he's not wrong about that. Um, so, God, Misha, have you ever seen a Jimmy Yang match? Yeah, I've seen a couple. Okay. Have you seen the Jimmy Yang versus Paul London series from Velocity? Yes, I have. (laughs) Okay, good, good. They're fucking good. They're They're great. Uh, the fucking, I mean, they bring out the worst in Josh Matthews, but it was the best. Oh, I like it. I like it when he cusses. It's It's great when he says, when he goes, the holy shit. Holy shit, yeah. This is a five-star match. That's a little. He's a bit much, but it's so, it's, it's so much fun. Velocity was the best. Do you remember the later era of Josh Matthews when he became like a bully? And he started like that's... bossing around his his partner on the booth. yeah. That's very strange. The, it was like that weird alpha mumbly... male Josh Matthews. It's that weird mumbly guy for doing uh, superstars. It's like in the like for like the Sam fucking... something. Yeah, like in those like in the Masters. Uh, McIntyre yeah, Masters McIntyre match. years. Yeah, the, the... and he's just like you mean, fucking... oh wait, no, you mean the Tyler Rex era. Tyler Rex, of, of course. course. <laughs> well, it's a, tr- it's a, you know, it's the, the post Dubusters years of superstars. Yeah, of course. It's, love it. You know. Love love those love those twelve minute Natalia matches that people will try to tell you are good. Um, this the is... international airstrike days of Tyson Kidd. Oh and, yeah. Uh, Jessica oh yeah. April. Oh yeah. That's is good. That's a good times. Uh, still Samoa Joe. Still on my hit list for uh, for ending the career of of, <laughs> of poor TJ. Um, Ray wins this. We get some proper fuckery, which when I say fuckery, that mean like managerial interference, which is what that word should be about. Not, uh, not a board covered in scissors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
so Sakuda gets misted by accident, and Ray wins with the classic like Frankensteiner with the cradle. Wins the cruiserweight belt here. Now Ray had debuted in SummerSlam O two. Is he wrestles Kurt Angle, right? That's his first match in WWE. I think that might be his first match. Yeah. So he had he had had like a tag title run, maybe him and Eddie. By now, is that yeah? That sounds about right. Um, no, it was him and uh, Edge. They had the first one. Oh right, of course, of course. That's a great, which is a great team. That's one, maybe the best usage of Edge. I think he and Kidman hold the titles together at this. They point? they they, so, they held too. the titles yeah, in 03. They they had the feud, the incredible match at Vengeance with uh yeah. with Haas and Benjamin, which I. Uh, Shouts out to to Chris for saying that to, No Mercy 2002 is his favorite indie wrestling show of of that period. Uh, Vengeance 2003 might be mine. It's really good. It's really Vengeance just, 2003 does have the barroom brawl. Absolutely which is fucking great. Absolutely great match. This is um okay. So they had slotted Ray down. Uh, it was right after. Is this his first tra- singles title in WWE? Is no, what I would ask. this is no. He had lost the belt to Tajiri um, early in there. He won it originally. Oh, okay. Off in uh, June of 2003, he won it off of uh, Matt Hardy. Oh, Matt Hardy. Oh, of course, of course. Great feud, great feud. Of course, duh. That's such a absolutely course, fucking uh, more great interference shit with him. Huge and, brain fart for both of us. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Shannon Moore Shannon and Moore. Uh, the late crash. V1. Yeah, the, three weeks. The one of the greatest gimmicks of the era is the Matt Hardy with his weird real player uh, uh, overlay. Oh, so and, and like the bad frame rate. That Matt shit is Fax. so good. Matt Fax. Fucking Matt Fax. Shouts out, Matt Hardy. Yeah, the internet going, though. He's, he's so sad that his career is now Sammy Guevara, like, trying to kill him. <laughs> yes, he's defined by possibly his worst incarnation. Yeah, yeah, that too. The fucking pre-tape match. Yeah, I don't know. Like, whatever. Well, this guy, this is a king, he is also like a king of the TV match. Yes, and now we just have, of course. And now he just wrestles things taped in his backyard five weeks before the pay-per-view. wild wild uh misha thoughts on uh uh the final deletion <laughs> you, ever um, see, you ever see it uh that's what that was called right the one with the dilapidated boat yes um, there's some of that there's like shit 17 of them i can't i know that. but that Honestly, first one some of that shit is extremely funny that the first one is so boat good it's so funny the fireworks there's so much, and shit. There's like a huge, a couple of huge dives from Jeff in that match. I the funny, the one I do most enjoy is the um, the tag team Apocalypto with with all of the segments with the Matt. Great War. You mean the Great War? No, that's the one versus them versus uh, the Decay. Sure. Okay. Uh, crazy Steve. Decay. Okay. Face. Crazy Steve is a better wrestler. Cra- than you, mean Steve. you mean Crazy Steve? You mean Crazy Steve? Krazy Steve Krazy is a better Steve. wrestler than Finn Balor. I haven't made that take in a while, but I still think it's true. Because they're fundamentally the same guy. Probably doesn't, the one's pro- blind and can work. And the other is Finn Balor and has like 400 Lego sets in his fucking mom's house. People are and, obsessed with I, Finn I, Balor's penis. He just doesn't wear a second layer. He just doesn't layer. wear a second layer. Yeah, like, come on. That's a normal dick. <laughs> this man, he doesn't have to. Listen, even if it's a good dick. He doesn't know how to use it, and also he's never going to admit that he's gay. And then he's <laughs> dating weird nineteen-year-old fitness models because he's so fucking very skinny and- ladies. This rock Hudson <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Endlessly, endlessly more and more anorexic women, and it's just like 
it's you know it's just like this man is slowly dying inside and he's just taking it out on like Leo Rush or whoever. Oh. Like every other week he's got like fucking Triple H just going, you know, the whole uh, I saw you looking at Ginger the other day. You need to control that unless you want to end up like Fred. And then it's like, you know, he's instead it has turned him into a end up like Fred. Unless you want to end up, all right, end up like Fred means Fred Rosser, right? We're talking about yeah, Darren. Well, Darren Young, you know that man is going to make the G one next year somehow. I (laughs) unironically hope that because I actually love Darren Young. You mean the gay one climax? Let's do it. Let's fucking go. I love it. Uh, No, that's very funny. Going, you're gonna go out like Stan. He said, (laughs) (laughs) go out like like Fred. Yeah. Am I gonna go out like Stan Chera? Yeah. Oh, Fred Rosser, Stan Chera, same difference. Um, yeah, Ray wins the fucking cruiserweight belt. I don't know. This is like, this is that kind of wildly good TV match that plays exactly like a TV match. Like SmackDown in this era is just so good. Um, cold take, obviously. No, yeah. Yeah. Nobody's going to argue with that. But, but sometimes is... we almost like, like this, this Tajiri gimmick with the, with the fun is so, it's a lot of fun. And I forgot so about different that. Roles. I forgot about his little, I his was... little boys. Yes, I always forget what their weird fucking Kyo Dai. What the fuck is that shit? That is so. That is, is the that their most. Name? Ha- yes, Kyo Dai, which is never referenced. Is that like Big, a? Is that like what some, the fuck like, is Kyo? I don't like, know. I'm guessing it's probably something to do with, like with like Nazism or something. That's like what they're into, right? Like <laughs> when all these stables, it's just uh, Sakota has like a Maji Manji on him or something, right? I'm I'm not sure about that, Bucky. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just it's out the tarot. It means yeah, it means uh, it's it means something different over there. Um, no, yeah, it's, what the fuck? I have no. I mean, it means, but also just like this is just, like that's also such a Heyman thing to come up with some bullshit Japanese name that makes no sense and then is immediately yes, he loves it. Well, this is shit. this is Heyman's SmackDown, it. yeah, right? Singapore K, yeah, this yeah. is still Heyman SmackDown until the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, and and that's uh, when he gets fired for the. Uh, story he uh, for when he was he had been listening to all of the raw uh, conference calls except that that one day he accidentally left himself like on read or whatever like he was still and he got caught and it's like he got to it that one time yeah <laughs> he got well, Jeffrey Tubin. I mean Paul uh, you know Paul Heyman pulling out his wang you know and I don't mean Jimmy yeah <laughs> I mean his heart I mean his uh, I don't <laughs> I mean his, I don't and well, I, when I say his Jimmy I don't mean Wang either I do well except I, I mean his dick what I mean is his is his penis yes yes a, yes of course that's cut and I bet it looks a lot like uh World Trade Center one yeah yeah shouts no. out to my to my homie born in 9-11 yeah yeah okay yes uh, it's very funny I, that comes up a lot it's, also we talked a, about the Christopher Reeve uh, the Christopher Reeve falling off a horse on my friend's birthday. I have decided that that did happen to a friend of mine, but I can't remember who. <laughs> it, but still, it might have been something I heard on a podcast once. I'm not sure. Uh, it's it's a hell of a day. It's it's, it's better than having your Christmas, uh, having your birthday on Christmas, though, right? Uh, amen. Definitely, definitely, amen. My son's birthday is in like three days, and we've got well. we've got gifts that are like, all right, these are going to be for birthday, these are going to be for Christmas, and then we're like trying to ration. It's hard out here for a pimp, you know, but yeah. I'm trying to, trying to get by. Um, Tajiri is the fucking best. I think. He's fucking great. Uh, Misha, I don't know if you want to, if you want to just be like a Tajiri correspondent or what for the next time you come on, but there's a lot we didn't cover because he has a hell of a weird career after this going on through, 
And he has his own promotion in Japan for a couple of years. Uh, which which one is that? That's Smash. Smash uh, and then WNC, w- which was a it right. was a continuation, but they like changed it up. A, he changed it up a little. Yeah, yeah, some really good stuff in that. That's where like yeah, fin- fucking, Finley faces fucking uh, Viano Five. The Finley stuff, the Osamu Nishimura stuff. Sure. Him and uh, him and his weird like his like the fact that he can he loves every foreigner. And he'll just yeah. like him like finding that guy Starbuck in Finland. Yeah, and, Star- and Borat. The- what's the guy? Borat Morospirus or whatever. Borat Borosporus. Borosporus. Yeah, that guy's. Who the fuck is this guy? He's from. He's from the Netherlands or some shit. He's from Turkey. I yeah. think he's a German. He's a German Turk because there's a lot of migration that way. Classic and, German Turk wrestler. We all know. We all. Everybody I mean, knows. Some- he gave us Fujiwara, Fujiwara Yoshiaki Fujiwara versus yeah. Fit Finley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a thing that happened. Absolutely. Also, Big Boy versus Yoshiaki Fujiwara. Who could Who forget fuck Big, is Big Boy? Boy? I don't know, but it owned. That, Gr- that match is great. Booked the hell out of, like, Kana and Shuri and, like, just, you know, yeah. Bringing back Mikey to do barbed wire matches. That was one that we considered talking about, but it was just, it didn't, it, the plans are what's hard. That, what's the so match? Matches. What are you talking about? It's Starbuck, Akira, as in and Nogami, Shuri. the classic, okay. I see and Shuri versus Kana. I've, se- I've seen that match, Tajiri yeah. and Mikey Whipwreck, yeah, from, from 2012. We love the fucking Unholy Alliance. We love all of this, all of this stuff in all Japan. The more, Who the more better? Seriously, gets. if you're going to add a third party to the, the Unholy Alliance of Tajiri and Mikey Whipwreck, then Asuka, Kana, like, that's, yes. that's perfect. I could totally see her, like, making faces behind a James Mitchell promo. Sounds God. great. Um she yeah, was, so Vandy, that is a pairing that should happen. Sure, it really should. Yeah, love love James Mitchell. Love love his uh, random appearance back in TNA for the uh, Rosemary Johnny Bravo wedding that ended. I will, what the fuck? What I, a weird fucking thing, man! I'll take your word for it. I don't know who any of those fucking people are. Um, there was a Beetlejuice suit involved. Just... Okay. Scott Demore is involved. Okay. Okay. Sure. Actually, Fala Ba in a uh, Fala Ba. Fala Ba in a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man is involved, which is actually good. Fala Ba kicks ass. Bring him back. You're speaking another language now. I think you're literally actually this probably from. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's literally another language. For the record, him, I mean, what a waste teaming him with TJ Perkins. Hey, if you like say so. Filipino team. Nobody else is watching Andy this Cal- shit, but we'll, we'll. I'm not watching it. I'm just, I'm just reporting on it. I'm <laughs> reporting on Hornswoggle as AJ Styles because that's important. Master researcher. Thank you for all the work you do. Um, Let's Misha. Do a lot of- you do. No, you do. You're, I work myself into a lot of shoots. Those wheels are turning at a fucking high rate. All right, <laughs> and I know that. I see it. Um, Misha, it's been a it's been a couple hours since we started recording. How do you feel yeah. about coming on this podcast? I think it's very doable, considering I live in one of the podcast headquarters. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get my wife on next. I think we're going to do that at the beginning of next year. So. I don't know what the logistics are. I don't know if you got to. You guys got to close the doors and muffle the sound. Put a little towel underneath the. Box. I was much better than uh, I would have anticipated. Nice. We had like a contingency plan where she was going to go to the basement. I was not. I was not for that. I wasn't for it. But I also had a plan where I was just like wearing a blanket over myself, like oh, to try and keep the sound. The studio that didn't fucking help at all. Yeah, exactly. It's called baffling. Classic stuff. Yeah, That's yeah. Classic. No, I've. I've. I'm, didn't work though. I'm in a Coleman tent right now, actually. Um, that I keep set up in my basement for when I have a little spat with the old ball and chain. 
I know a two-time uh, guest, Murder Brian, hates Mike Rowe, but I always think about Mike Rowe <laughs> recording voiceovers, literally wearing a trash bag over himself. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck uh, that guy. Um, the show was entertaining when I was a teenage dipshit. I never, I, wa- was I never, like, I never watched Dirty Jobs. I, I, I never, I always, no, saw, I always you saw. Like, you weren't some asshole who like had fifteen variations of fucking mono and just didn't, and just like like sleeping it and waking up to the Discovery Channel at weird hours. Uh, for, you know, and then just eating uh, Sofer's pot roast or whatever. Sounds. You're kind describing of... what you do last week. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still that asshole, but I, don't, I just don't watch. You just the moved Discovery on from my. You, yeah, you moved on from. I just Discovery. listen to podcasts. Now you watch the History Channel, and you're fully radicalized as a, an actual full Nazi. <laughs> just kidding. No. Just kidding. Just kidding. Around. <laughs> just a little joke. That does happen to people, though. Um, well, Misha, thank you for lending your time. Um, thank you. I know it's hard, probably, to talk to the two of us for this long. Seems really difficult. <laughs> It's fine. It seems it's like a, I mean, I know you I ta- you two have your I own dynamic. On a daily basis. Yeah, it's so like... <laughs> it just seems like brutal. It just seems like uh, for an outsider to come in, it's brutal. It's probably less cruel for you just because you like already know her so well or whatever, and you know me oh, well yeah. enough. But but like when we get like Daniel Macabe on, and he's just like we're just like saying we're just talking about cum at him. <laughs> That's and why he's like, everybody needs to go big beef style stone at a cookout. That's right. That's right. The only Honestly, way. I bet it's even better for them to have that experience for the wrestlers because it's like, you got to imagine like talking to all these guys. It's like, uh, um, so what's your plans on uh, going to uh, Ring of Honor? And it's like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't have any plans to yeah. go to Ring of Honor. Well, and then uh, we're just like straight up. Impact? We're, yeah, yeah, we're, we're we're like we're asking, would you suck Timothy Thatcher's dick? Because I would. We both would. <laughs> and it's a pretty, you know, you draw the line in the sand. We make get sure Tom people know. Marini on and ask him what Kevin Koo's nuts look like. Yeah, yeah, hair. Well, no hair. I mean, I I wouldn't exactly be able to say. I, Kevin and I are close. We're good friends, but we're not. Use like the that. code. Use the code thrift store or Pollyanna DIY for fifteen uh, percent <laughs> off of your manscaped uh lawnmower 3.0 order fuck yeah yeah get the uh, you know get that uh you know 20 percent off of a shot of kevin Koo's butthole oh yeah i yeah. don't want that but yeah. you can get it the kevin Koo only it. kevin Koo only fans win um uh truly one of those guys that if you saw an amateur porno of him then obviously you know <laughs> you ever see you ever be like uh, cruising down on the the Pornhub like recent feed, and you're just like, I think I know that person. But if that happened with Kevin Koo, you'd be like, Well, that's Kevin Koo. Those are uh-huh. Kevin Koo's balls and butthole. <laughs> and, and this angle is really bad, and I'm gonna stop watching this and keep scrolling down. God, the... Kevin Koo's tattoos are so they're even worse in this in this light. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's it, he's really given her a pounding, and I respect that. But I cannot watch this. Um, anyways, thanks for uh, anybody for listening. Give us uh, five stars on Apple Podcasts. Um, leave us a review. I don't know what the Spotify version is. Whatever that there's, is. There's that. A, yeah, you can leave comments on Libsyn. You can email wrestlingisgross at gmail.com if you want to do that. I've never gotten an email on there except for like spam shit. But hey, do that. Uh, if you ask a question, I'll I'll see it like in four months when I check that inbox and maybe I'll read it on here. Um yeah, just keep downloading, keep listening. Um, I, I'm really happy with 
where the show's at with like listenership and I want it to keep growing, but I don't want to do any work to actually promote it. So, you know, or make it worse by talking about crap. You don't actually like, yeah. Tell your friends. We're not talking about new Japan. We're not talking about, we're not, we're not talking about the Thunderdome. There, uh, there's I I might have a match from the Thunderdome on my year end list. All right, so just you. Oh uh, well, that's technically not from the Thunderdome. Cool it with that. No, it's that's a different. No, I got another one. I got another one. There's another that's, one. I've been watching some WWE. Technically, WB, the grossest. I mean, the grossest match of this year is, of course, the Mia Yim thing, where she comes in and she, like she, she has a having seizure. a schizophrenic breakdown. Yeah, and the skin and the bugs are crawling out from under her arms. Yeah, she's Ashley Judd. That's great. She's Ashley Judd and. Uh, Friedkin's bug, yeah, of course. Fucking Mike Shannon. Mike Shannon could have been a great pro wrestler. Yeah, he's he a tall motherfucker. Practically is. I like uh, I like everything he's done. Um, yeah. So if you have any thoughts on Michael Shannon's work in Shotgun Stories or Boardwalk Empire, you can leave that in the review. Um, and I, I I think my kids are probably awake now, so I should probably go. I got to pee also, and I think I'm supposed to drive them around to see Christmas lights, but I don't really want to do that. How y'all y'all having a holly jolly? Christmas started. It already started. Christmas has begun. I mean, Misha, you're Jewish. That's right. Do you like Christmas? The big guy, no. the beard. No, no. Uh, that's because you've never had the feast of seven fishes. Even despite your Italianness, <laughs> you've never been exposed to your true culture. And I will do that for you one day. That's right. That's right. Why are you dictating Italian culture? You're Irish. It's it's all the yeah, same. That's all. They're all the same. Fucking culture. All of these are the same thing. That's why I don't feel no fucking pain. <laughs> She's seen The Sopranos. That's all that matters. Uh, uh, yeah. Go Thanks. into a pork store. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, enjoy enjoy your. Uh, I hope you had you guys had a good holiday. Did you guys do Thanksgiving? Did you, we should talk to this at the, at the beginning. Did you guys have like uh, you guys had milkshakes on Thanksgiving or what? No, no. If uh, was it bad? I, I, I don't want to talk about the milkshakes. Okay. I really don't want to talk about The milkshakes was not on Thanksgiving. It was Monday. Okay. It's, it's, it's just... We had to find Thanksgiving. It's left a whole shadow over the week, the milkshakes from Wawa did, huh? She hadn't eaten anything before she had the milkshake. Okay. That was the first food she consumed in, like... 30 hours. <laughs> so does this does this story end with you, like, holding her hair back while she pukes up, like, white no, substance? No, I felt great. I was like, great. <laughs> felt great. No, that, that did happen when we went to the King of Prussia Mall one time, which is a fantastically horrid place. That's a great but, place uh, to puke, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I puked coming off the bus, and then I just started laughing my ass off. And she's, like, horrified. Like, Do you, you okay? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm great. It's funny. It's really funny. You're the worst friend. I'm an animal. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like the animal. I feel, I feel like, like the animal. Uh, uh, death to America. Uh, let's and, let's watch the world, the world burn. And and Western civilization. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what what else? Big we say? ups to Some... big ups to Maradona. Rest yes, in absolutely. R.I.P. Diego. Uh, and um, yeah, uh, what do what do we say? Antifa's favorite pro wrestling podcast suppose like and subscribe on youtube we don't have a channel but do it anyways and uh download this episode twice because it'll make me feel good and tell your friends and uh what's the other one there's one more sometimes you touch blood blood sometimes, sometimes blood touches you yeah go, you t- go touch a stranger's blood yeah i'm gonna I, I i i can't remember the last time that i did that 
Touch the stranger's blood. It's been a long time. It's, it's this been whole, a long time. It's too. This whole freaking COVID thing now. You know what I'm talking it's not about? Even a bloodborne illness. It's fucked up. <sighs> oh. All right. I want to. I want to touch. Uh, I want to get to. I want to get out there and do it again. The last time I actually touched Stranger's blood, you know who it was? It was Nick Gage. Hell yeah! When he gave me a fist bump and his blood spattered like up my arm to my elbow and onto my my Hall and Oates shirt, which has now got blood from two different. You've times. never washed it, now have you? No, I, I wash it, but you can still oh. see it. Blood stays no, in that, there. Well, I mean, I guess it's fair, but at the same time, that should just be your official like deathmatch shirt and. Just yeah, collect all the blood. But you gotta wash the clothes now because of all this whole freaking COVID thing. <laughs> no, you just keep that shit in some plastic bags. Do you remember? Going anywhere. Do you remember when I was? Wa- remember when we washed our hands a lot? And we didn't know. We were just like, I gotta, I gotta wipe down my groceries. Remember how yeah, bad? Yeah, that shit didn't. Yeah, that shit didn't matter at all because it's not touch based. It's it, all just the air. But we all thought that for months. I've, so, I've, I wasted so many hours wiping down groceries. Yeah, like, I mean, in fairness, you you work at a at a fucking animal house so absolutely at the end when everybody when half the people that i that i work with are dead it, it'll be like animal house when they have the text on the screen and all the freeze frames yeah and they'll all just be clips of fucking people who are dead um we had uh i just want to we're, we're done but i do want to say uh to that end uh we had a couple positive cases first shift well, and um right. and, and they quarantined almost the entire shift and they've just been like pushing hardcore overtime, and it's so funny. It's so funny. Like as I leave at seven a.m. and I like walk past where they do their like little startup meeting. They like to have their their PowerPoint to like update people. You know whatever. You know you know how these shitty jobs are. Um, and it's just like it's usually like a team of like twenty five people, and there's like six people there. It's some end time shit. It fucking rules, and I and I'm laughing all the way to the. Uh, covid testing site i guess i don't know know. it's really bad it's really bad uh but you know i'm safe i got a safe enough i got the immune system fucking horse i'm out there kissing people um thank you both looking at atticus kogar's dick no he does he's they broke up right yeah we're 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 against him now i got no i got no reason to even think about his dick I disagree.